Alright, we're back with season three. Yes, we're doing seasons now. Season three is Hack History Podcast, Lennox Lucas. Yeah! And this is, uh... Yeah, that's that guy who does the work for women. Javier! Yeah! I like to go by Jesus Banderas. I'm here with my co-host Jake, who is now identified, so... Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and follow my Facebook lady, he's single. Oh, God, I wish. Anyway... Uh, so we're here with Season 3 of Hack History. Uh, as I did discuss, we are going to adapt the season format now just to topically tell you guys. We don't really plan on taking months in between seasons. That was, uh... There is a move. Let's I moved, that. and uh, some things happened, so we had to postpone. But we're back. We're back for election season. So if you hadn't guessed, the theme for this season is going to be elections and politics. And we are just so excited about that, aren't we, Jake? Yeah, we're excited about some of it. I'm excited about the fact because it's a little bit like trying to uh, what I like to call the uh, the bullshit fiesta. The bullshit fiesta. Yeah, of having two people talk shit about each other and then having to have the uneducated portion of uh, Southern South Carolina tell me the fucking uh, the rights and wrongs of politics. See, yeah. since we're going with metaphors, uh, I was talking to a, I won't name him, but uh, I was at my job and I was talking to a customer on the phone. And he was talking about what he what he termed as the uh, green apple two step. <laughs> and uh, that's an apt description. Supposedly, that was basically just anything he found really encumbersome or difficult. He termed the green apple two step. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just a guy on the phone. Like, uh, uh, I I wanna I wanna just tell you I I got a, I got a lot of stuff to do today. But I, I'll tell you what, if, if you can help me out with this uh. With this 401k, I'll tell you, it would really clean up my two, green apple two-step, because I, I have shit myself. No, as long as like, you would, would describe something, and you'd be like, yeah, it's something I like to call a green apple two-step. <laughs> he said it like twice. Like I'm a fucking call. old person. Let me tell you something, young lad. I think he was an older man, but okay. that's, that's not the point. Anyway, uh, we're back. We're back. Uh, this episode, we're going to do something a little special. We're going to go through a March Madness-style presidential bracket that Jake and I have created. Uh, Jake's already pissed about the research aspects. This is going to go great. I'm not pissed about the research aspects. I just busted my ass for something that's going to be 30 seconds at a time. That's fine. No. <laughs> He's only slightly bitter. It's okay. Uh, we're going to... That's no different from me on a regular day. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to get this stuff going. But before we do, just so you know, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts. We're on there now. They uh, just launched podcasts. That's right. Jeff Bezos Music. owns our firstborn children. I really appreciate when you talk over me. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm, we're also on Google Podcasts. <laughs> TuneIn Radio and Stitcher. <laughs> we're on all those places. So uh, then please follow us. Or please, yes, please follow us on Facebook, Hacked History. Please follow, or follow us on Instagram at Hacked underscore History. And if you have questions that you think Jake and I are somehow qualified to answer, go ahead and send us an email at hackhistory101 at gmail.com. That's right. Even if you think we're not qualified, well, fuck you, we'll answer them anyway. Just send us some questions. You know, life, even if you want some life advice. Dude, granted, I don't know why you'd want that from Jake and I, but if you want some life advice... I, I give some pretty solid life advice. For a man who has not dated, I, am, I often give a lot of fucking dating advice, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's interesting. He's single. He's single, ladies. Yeah, He's I am fairly single. single. So am I. We're both single. Hey. Bachelors. Anyway. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> We're going to get this bracket going. I uh, wish I had some music. Maybe I'll cue in some music when I do the editing. To the <laughs> Thank you. All right. I'm going to break out my announcer voice for this podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got the first presidential matchup. We've got the 29 seed, James A. Garfield, taking on the 26 seed, Mr. Herbert Hoover. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
So let's talk about this matchup, Jake. What do you got on Herbert Hoover? Ah, give me a second. It's way down the list. Fuck. Tactical issues. It's like what would happen to fucking Marv Albert. Why don't you control F it, Jake? No. Okay, fine. That makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? It's going great. Season three. Yes. Don't you fucking know. Shut Herbert Hoover. All right, we got some pros here, everybody. And you know he's a fucking president. We're not going to go through that shit. Why don't you... Why don't your voice suddenly shift to like, we got some fucking pros here, guys. <laughs> you went super chat. I like that you're trying to make fun of a speech impediment. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Alright, no. Back to the bracket. Shut up. Alright. So we got some pros here. Boys and... And other than boys. Um, we got an initiated construction of the Hoover Dam. That's good. It makes the pussy wet. Hot damn! <laughs> makes the pussy wet. We got initiate. We got that he's initiated multiple progressive reforms. Fuck yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the negative side of things. Then he presided over what was uh, the time right before the Great Depression. Then oh hell yeah. <laughs> and guess what else he did? A little something called the Bonus Army incident. That's right. I want you to know that a president before this shit stain that we're currently having to deal with, at one point in time, decided to lease the U.S. Army and tanks. On a, a fucking demonstration of about, uh, I'd say about 43,000 World War One vets trying to get money. Oh, wow. You and torch their shantytown. So, yeah, yeah, there's that. And then, uh, you know, if, if if you're out there and you're not flying your Hoover flag right now, you might as well go ahead and do that. That's, uh, you just, basically all you do is if you were in any kind of pocket, you just go ahead and you slap it down on the outside of your pants. And, yeah, it's uh, like the fucking Monopoly guy. Basically, it looks like you've got a used condom on the side of your pants. Yeah! But basically, that meant that you had no money because you couldn't put anything in your pocket. That's right. Or the you could do... The flag. Or as I like to do, call it, you could do the uh, the depression two-step and just take yourself out to your old car, stick yeah, a gun in your like, mouth, and end it all. And then to the green apple chief step. Yeah, I like that yeah. one. Just shit yourself uh, anyways, in your old Anyways, uh, James A. Garfield. Let's talk about James A. Garfield. Got a little bit of James A. Garfield here. Not the cartoon character Garfield. Not the man. About oh, and he he fucking loves. I have to imagine James A. Garfield probably also. No, I because you have James A. Garfield, not me. Oh, you know what? Uh, James A. Garfield didn't do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I've done some sizable research to point out the fact that he didn't do a lot. Why don't you? Why don't you explain to us? Anyway, while we're on the interlude, we'd like to thank our uh, sponsors, Nobody and Nobody Also. Hey, but if you did want to, if you, if you did want to hop on the sponsor train for this podcast, I don't know why you'd make that decision. There's a lot of fucking room, I'll tell you. You can go. You, it's like a train. It's like the M train in uh, Brooklyn or whatever. It's like the A train. Too. Yeah. The A train. Well, it's actually more like the M train because in the middle of the afternoon in like Brooklyn and Manhattan, you can literally run car to car and there's nobody for like... Almost a mile worth of okay, train. Okay, so James A. Garfield. So he was assassinated, and he only served one year, and that's basically all that really is important about James A. Garfield. Like William Henry Harrison. <laughs> so I think uh, by default, Jake, my vote is Hoover advances. Oh, fuck yes. Herbert Hoover is... Yes, uh, that's right. I got money riding on this. <laughs> all right. Who did I bet okay. with? Myself. Okay, the next matchup we've got in the first round, we've got the number 20 seed... George H.W. Bush <laughs> versus uh, the number 45 seed. You know him. You possibly, quite possibly hate him. The man of the legend, Donald J. Trump himself. Oh, boy. So one one shitty president for uh, actually a substantially better one. Yeah, that's true. Yes, okay. So George H.W. Bush, what do you do, Jake? Uh, for the most part, I would like to state this, that uh, my research almost fell through on him, but I do have a couple of positives on it. He was... 
able to successfully navigate the fall of the Soviet Union without getting into a fucking war. That's number one. And number two, he probably had a hand in the Iran-Contra affair, which was uh, not so bueno. No, okay. So then now, we're gonna, this one's going to be a fast matchup because Donald J. Trump, we pretty much kind of all know what he's been doing so far. Nothing. Basically, all you really need to disqualify him from this whole matchup is COVID, so his name George H.W. Bush face. wins. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, next matchup. We've got number, the number 28 seed, Richard Milhouse Nixon. Oh, buddy. Take down the number 37 seed, Mr. Willard Fillmore. Millard Fillmore, excuse me. Not Willard. Fucking Willard. Willard Fillmore. Willard Fillmore. That's his brother. Willard and Millard. All right. You want to start Richard Nixon first, or you want to do you yours? Go ahead and do Nixon All right. Let's do a couple positives on Richard Nixon. Created the EPA. That's nice. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty fucking dank. And uh, he decided to institute the war on cancer. So for those of you in the United States who, uh, even though I hope that nobody ever has to go through cancer in their family, I like to thank. Richard Nixon in this regard, because to a degree, he was the dude who started off this whole process of research and uh, funding. All right, so I've got Millard Fillmore, so he presided over the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, and, or sorry, the Fugitive Slave Act and the Compromise of 1850, both happened in 1850, excuse me, both awful, and both just mean that this man's going to lose times two. I also love that, uh, not to interrupt you there, that you, you blocked me up before I could even get to Watergate. <laughs> well, it's really... He's already done enough to advance. <laughs> we'll do Watergate next round. <laughs> and also, just a quick programming note. Uh, beginning next week, we're going to be doing a deep dive on Watergate. Hell so yeah. if you like Watergate, so, uh, if you it, like the salad of the hotel. <laughs> right. If you're out there and you want to listen to some uh, some conspiracy theories, just make sure that you put your tinfoil hat on and just you just smoke some of that dang stuff. Okay, Henry Zabrowski. Let's, let's shout out to I'm the gonna get sued. I love those guys. We're going to get sued. No, we're going to give a shout out because we love those guys. Yeah. We didn't come up with that. That's not original. Please yeah. don't do us. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're doing the next matchup. So we've got number 21, John Quincy Adams, going against number 44, Glover Cleveland's second term. Uh, I love his second term, the, the better term. So John Quincy Adams is going to lead us off here whenever Jake's ready. All right. Yeah, I have John Big Quincy. Man. Yeah, you do. Aha. John Quincy. Go. <laughs> so he's a so he's a Democrat. He's a strong nationalist. Uh, he was opposed to slavery, which is you know that's definitely a good thing. And he supported the building of nationally funded roads and canals. So he's a big in infrastructure guy. Hell and he's yeah. Against slavery. So good job. You got JQA. Yeah, JQA. You bro. good? I'm good. Doing good. You're Good job. Just hey, you got so excited. What are you shaming me? What are you fucking stroke? What are you the media talking about Joe Biden now? No. Because <laughs> Joe Biden's stutter is his own problem. Yeah, it's natural. It's, Let's get not, the... it's not because he's a fucking mental impediment. He's just he has a stutter like all, all right, anyway, people do. Right, bring anyway. it down. Bring it down. All right. <sighs> Grover Cleveland 2. Let's okay, talk about right. Grover Cleveland 2. Electric Boogaloo right here. Yeah. Right now. Crows. We know him for his honesty. That's actually kind of rare for a politician from his time, but they lied out their fucking ass. And uh, he actually granted Native Americans their long-due citizenship. That's impressive. Slight negative, though. He uh, praised and passed the Scott Act of 1888 that prohibited Chinese laborers abroad who were planning bad. to leave from coming back. That's pretty bad. 
How can we make this sound like I'm a guy from TMZ trying to put some uh, humor on a seriously fucked up story? What do you got, man? What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> oh, I got... <laughs> I got... I got, uh, I got Lindsay Lohan, man, trying to... Oh, it's so funny. She beat her kid with a stick, and then they're like... Or some dumbass. Oh, no, shit. That is not real journalism. I'm okay. surprised they're even so this relevant. This is actually kind of an interesting matchup here, because I do have Grover Cleveland 2 seated at 44. But so far, you've been pretty convincing with the things he's been doing. Yeah. Because JQA was just about infrastructure and he was against slavery. But... Well, that almost dude, makes him a little even, to be honest. Ah, uh, this is a tough one. So, Jake, who do you think we're going to give the nod to Ooh, here? I would say... Uh, Grover Cleveland would earn it for the Native Americans part, but I'm biased in that regard. I would almost give it to John Quincy... Or, uh, John Quincy Adams, because him and slavery... At the very at beginning, that time, yeah. at that time, it was probably maybe even more so. Okay, we're going to go ahead and give this one to JQA. He's moving on. Yeah. Okay. But Grover Cleveland won. You just wait. So we're going to actually complete so this bracket set up in four quadrants, and I wish I, I could show you all right now, but obviously this is not a visual medium. We'll just throw that bitch up on the website. <laughs> we can. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and keep going with this part of the bracket, and we're going to go ahead and get the final four done, so we're going to, instead of going through round by round and doing the whole bracket each round, we're going to go ahead and go and do each quadrant at once, so we're going to go ahead and go with the second round in this quadrant, so we have the number four seed who got a bye this last round, he's Teddy Roosevelt, he's going to be taking on the number 26 seed in Herbert Hoover, so Teddy taking on Herbert Hoover here. So, for all of, all of you who are wondering, if you like National Parks, you're probably a fan of Mr. Roosevelt. Ah. I gave you F4. Alright, here we go. Alright, let's start with Roosevelt first, because we actually didn't talk about him yet. Tony! We already had Herbert Hoover. Oh, man, when you, when you hear what I have to say about him in the negative part, you might be slightly less enthusiastic. Alright, let's just fucking roll with it. That's right. First man create or didn't create the National Parks, but he definitely had a hand in making him a big deal. Conservationist, the man after my own heart. That's right. If I were, if I were, if I were waving the rainbow flag, I would want that mustache. Right. Moving on. Um, he is also someone who actually let, for the first time in American history, an African American man, Booker T. Washington, as a guest to the White House. Wow. Those are positives. That, that's that's yeah. fairly positive. Pissed off the Southerners, which I always love. Yes. That's right. Fuck you, Texas. Um. You're part of the South. You can't get away with your dusty <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Texas isn't listening consecutively as a state. We can't. <laughs> I don't give a shit. They should. <laughs> anyway. Uh, some cons, though. So, if you have a half chub for him, you might want to let that one go down a little bit. Is that uh, Roosevelt was a really big expansionist. So, he had a lot of heavy-handed responses in Latin America. He uh, actually probably fucked around where he shouldn't have been. And uh, number two was the fact that he hated Native Americans and the Chinese also. He actually hated immigrants Didn't in general. Didn't he also technically kind of believe in eugenics because he believed in, like... Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. He did. He did, he do did a also degree. believe in eugenics. All I know is the one thing I should always state is the quote he made towards the end of his... Or it wasn't towards the end of his life, but it was... I. It was like a, not even like an offhand comment. He made it around a friend. He said, the only good Indians are dead Indians. Ugh. Yeah. Um... Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about the other side of Herbert Hoover because we talked about a lot of the nice sides of Hoover, but we didn't get to a lot of the negatives. We briefly touched upon just public perception of him was not good, especially at the end of his presidency. Oh God, because no. he was looked upon as kind of someone who was a rich person who was very like out of touch with society as a whole. 
Some people were not fans of Herbert Hoover in a lot of regards. Yeah. Uh, so, some negatives on Hoover. We want to do a positive and a negative just to even it out? Yeah, so you want okay. a positive and a negative. Okay. So, uh, one of the positives there was that he donated his entire presidential salary to charity when he was done. That's, so that's good. good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, slight con on that. He was really fucking lethargic in responding to the Great Depression. I mean, to a almost like criminal degree. And that's why I think, even given the things we talked about with Teddy, I think Herbert Hoover's just inability to adapt to that national crisis is going to make him lose here. Yeah. I think we, I think we got to give because him you could almost say that Teddy's racism is is a. I don't want to even say it's a sign of the times he was living in, but it definitely was. Yeah, I think we're going to give this run to Teddy. All right, Teddy's going to advance. The oh, Hooves. Teddy the Hooves will go back to Cleveland tonight. <laughs> we should have Ben here. We should have Ben, who's just a big fan of football. Uh, not football. Oh, well, yeah, he is, but of basketball. Sports, really. Just screaming commentary for the back of their... Oh, my God! <laughs> he would make this so much better, man. Shut up. We love you, Ben. Oh, no. Uh, next matchup, we've got number 13 seed, James Monroe. Taking on the number 20 seed, George H.W. Bush. <laughs> You're really pushing me on the way. <laughs> so George H.W. Bush is back. He made it through from the last round. <laughs> we'll start with James Monroe here. So I'll start with the 13 seed, talking a little bit about James Monroe. James Monroe was a Democratic Republican. He presided over what's called the Era of Good Feelings. He also presided over the Missouri Compromise, and he was most famous for, of course, the Monroe Doctrine. Yeah. Which, Jake, what is the Monroe Doctrine? Monroe Doctrine basically... Take people back to history class. Monroe Doctrine basically says that uh, any country outside the United States cannot fuck off off our business, basically. Yeah. Um, so basically, he, he, he was there. He, uh, he said that in a way that was like a parent, like, okay, that was nice. Does another parent want to come up and share now? <laughs> More just a response to his belief than anything else. But he was also a proponent of the uh, Missouri Compromise. So Mr. Monroe, domestic policy, not necessarily his strength, uh, but you know, he presided over the air of good feelings. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Got some good the economy feeling. might have been good. Everybody was smoking hemp from uh, Thomas Jefferson's land there. So George H.W. Bush, let's talk about oh. him. He's back. He's back. back. Um, not much for me to say, because again, my research fell through on him. I think just because of your research, I think Mr. Monroe might have to Mr. advance. Mr. Monroe will advance. James Monroe going on. Okay. Getting down to the nitty gritty of this bracket on this quadrant. The next matchup, we've got number five, Mr. Dwight D. Eisenhower yes. taking on number 28, Mr. Richard Nixon. In the second round, we've got Eisenhower Nixon. Oh, girl! Old Richard Melhouse Nixon. It's only time in this world where I've got to <laughs> record my voice. <laughs> I I think I got that one done a little bit better. With a little bit of twinge of Reagan, but without as much dementia. So let's, uh, let's start with Nixon. Bring, bring Nixon back for me. All right, let's do a positive on Nixon here. So He did something that, given the fucking situation he was under after Johnson left and the Vietnam War still going on, he was actually able to eliminate 70% of the national debt, which was, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the trillions of dollars from spending a, on the completely fucking disastrous war. Um, slight negative on this. He had a lot of unpopular beliefs about race, sex, and uh, Semitism, one of which was he actually referred to Indira Gandhi, the wife of Mahatma Gandhi, as undoubtedly the most unattractive woman in the world. And he further stated that the Indian race as a whole was unattractive. This was after a diplomatic 
uh, mission. He said this, was, and it's recorded, so it's there. That was very diplomatic of him. Um, he tr- actually stated that the African Americans. He basically just like described African Americans sexually as like as objects, which was always um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then he stated that uh, when. Watergate was going on, he bemoaned uh, the presence of Jews in the government, going further by stating that the Jews are all over the government, you can't trust the bastards. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so we've got Dwight D. Eisenhower next, and so one of the big pros for him would be obviously establish the national interstate system, so... so um, you can kiss the fucking asphalt that your car is currently riding over potholes on, because we have no money to fix it. What? We did make it, so that's him. Dwight right. D. Eisenhower. Ship our military. The negatives, he did preside over the the uh, Red Scare, much of the Red Scare period, so McCarthyism was a part of his presidency. Uh, he did go ahead and start the space race, um, so a lot of the first sort of progresses we made in the space race were under his leadership. So And and be honest, too, I mean, it's kind of hard because we had a lot of presidents who could honestly say they did, like Kennedy and then, like, Nick, or it was Kennedy and then a little bit of Johnson when they were starting to fund it for the moon. So... I mean, I definitely don't disagree with it, but I kind of don't totally agree with it, because when did it actually start? Well, satellites, Jake. Satellites well, then that would be like the Soviet the, Union. Well, you know, this started during this time period. I'm not saying he was having many progresses, yeah. but we were definitely already bad. I mean, we're talking about a country that he also, ended, and he also ended the Korean War. I, I also like that you also interrupt me. Um, We're, we're talking about us fighting a country uh, that basically couldn't feed its people and then sent a dog into space. So, uh, priorities, you know. All right, so. <laughs> We're going to get Who is going to go ahead and win this matchup? I'm going to say, in my opinion, it's Dwight. Yeah, because you didn't even talk about other we things. We didn't really did. scrape Watergate. We didn't, and I really don't want to, because Watergate is its own thing. It's like the elephant in the room. I'm just like, you know what? We, we all know what it is, so. And if you want to know more about Watergate... Go on pbs.org. No, tune into our next episode. Ken Burns episode. Which will be exclusively about Watergate. Which we will have Ken Burns film for us. No, we will not. Oh, fuck. Uh, the next match, <laughs> we have number 12 seed, Mr. Barack Obama. Obama. Going up against number 21, Mr. John Quincy Adams. So we'll go over some JQA again briefly. So JQA was against slavery in the very beginning, which is kind of what propelled them over Grover Cleveland. And uh, JQA was pretty, that was pretty much the main note we got. Was he was against slavery? Yeah, he was against slavery. That's that's about it. There you go. So Barack, let's talk about Barack. Uh, he ended the Great Recession. So there's that. The thing that really fucked a good section of my family's financial hopes up for a long while. And uh, he was able to reduce carbon emissions in the United States. Yeah, he was very good for the environment as well. Yeah. Uh, negatives about Barack. Um. Significant increase in deficit spending. Uh, that almost comes as part of it, but yeah, that is a negative. And his Affordable Care Act. Uh, that was that was a hot kind of a hot mess. No, I, I like to try, but it was a hot mess. Right. Okay. So my votes are Barack. Who are you voting for this matchup? Uh, I would vote for Barack as well in this case. Okay. He's got more running on him. Moving on. Alrighty. After these, <laughs> we've got the final four of this part of the bracket. So we're looking at getting the first member of the presidential Final Four. Right, what's in your wallet? We've got Teddy Roosevelt taking on James Monroe for a spot in the bracket semifinal, or for the quadrant semifinal. It is semifinal. So, talk briefly about Teddy again. So, at this point, we've already kind of said most as, as, as there is to say about these presidents. This is where we're kind of just going to kind of make a judgment pick on what we've kind of already said. So, with Teddy Roosevelt, we went pretty far into it. He was... Uh, 
definitely a believer in certain races being far superior than other races. Oh, yeah. He was, he was definitely an Anglo-American <clears throat> superiorist, which is basically a white supremacist. So. Yeah, he was also a conservationist, um, but that is, is uh, slightly outweighed by the fact that he was also bigot. a bigot. Uh, versus James Monroe, who presided over the Compromise of 1850, and also the future slave law. I might be able to tip it in his favor, if you want. Because Go I'm ahead and throw it out there. Okay, so uh, one of the things that happened was that uh, Roosevelt actually oversaw something called the Brownsville Incident in the summer of 1906, where, and this is a fun little fact, because uh, this is not the most deadly incident in American history, but it's definitely kind of a fucked up one, where there's a fort outside of Brownsville that had mostly uh, African-American soldiers in it, London, and uh, working there, and they were testing out rifles. And so, in a typical response, the white people freaked out and thought black men were coming to kill them. So they then went on a shooting spree. And so what ended up happening was one white man got killed, and as a response, where Roosevelt basically just said the 170 African-American soldiers just dishonorably discharged them, and that was it. Okay. And that didn't get reversed until 1973. Oh, Lord, okay. Well, this is a tough one. Is it really? Well, Roosevelt did do a lot more... He did that shit after slavery. You can't even give him the historical doubt on that one. I just... Oh, God. All of a sudden, oh. we have to deal with the real shit. No. No, but James Monroe was also very bad. Let's make it a tie. No, someone's got to win. Uh, let's base it on who's being bad. Um, I vote still for Teddy. All right, let's uh, go. Keep <laughs> moving on. Yeah, right, Monroe. Fuck your doctrine. I'll get all up in your Cuba. <laughs> and your and your and your, well. Yeah. Okay, so for the battle for the other quadrant semifinals, uh, we've got Dwight D. Eisenhower taking on Barack Obama. Oh yeah. A little bit of more Obama. A little bit of a uh, little bit of smooth jazz. So, yeah, we've pretty much covered everything with Eisenhower, so we provided him the Red Scare. Uh, not so great there. Yeah, uh, not great. And infrastructure, he did have some good infrastructure, and he did kind of try to provide a stabilizing influence uh, during a very turbulent time. Uh, what do we got more for more for Barack? Uh, we've got the nuclear agreement with Iran just before Trump decided to fuck that all up. And uh, finalization of the International Climate Change Agreement with Paris. Another good thing that's no longer a thing. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, no, it's still a thing. It's still We're a thing. We're just no longer part of it. We're just no longer part of it because we decided to have our fucking national uh, middle school teenager phase where we didn't want to be part of anything anymore. So I think Barack's going to win for this one. Yeah. Right? Yep, Barack's going on. Okay, and then finally, the battle, the quadrant final is between Barack Obama and Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, God. Um, a black man and the man who despises black men. I think Barack wins. Just by principle, yes. <laughs> and just because he was a better president. Oh, hell yeah. So Barack is our first member of the presidential final how four. Many, how many American listeners did we just piss off with that statement? He was a better president. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so Barack is the... First member of the presidential final That's four. That's right. And he advanced to the bracket. And any of you wondering, and any of you that think, oh yeah, he won because he was black, shame on you. Shame on you. So we're on to the next quadrant. We've got number 32. We've got Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, Rutherford B. Hayes about to choke a bitch. Taking on number 33, George W. Bush. Debbie. All right. You want me to start with Rutherford B. Hayes? Go ahead. All right. Let's do a couple positives, a couple negatives. 
he uh, actually made pretty big strides for civil rights and firmly believed in equal rights. That is actually pretty impressive for a man who was uh, presiding over the government in fucking 1877 to 1881. That is very that is yeah. impressive, yeah. He also tried to veto, veto the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882, uh, or he did actually veto it. Nice. Uh, some cons, is that he technically lost the election, but he actually became president some regardless, but that's actually not so bad. Does the Electoral College? Yeah, uh, a little bit. And it might have been a little bit of finagling on the inside. And uh, number two on the cons is that he seriously mishandled the Great Railroad Strike riots in 1877 where he sent federal troops into... Seems to do a lot of, a lot of labor city suppression. City by city suppressing the strikes as they went until it was over using some fairly extra excessive force. But that might be up to the, the federal forces and not the president. Well, okay. Well, shit. Uh, so for George W. Bush, um, probably not a whole lot to say here other than the fact that <laughs> he, he presided over the Iraq... In Afghan wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, he's the one who brought us there. Uh, he was viewed positively in some regards because he was the president during 9/11, so people looked at him as a symbol of strength and uh, and unity. Definitely not um, intellect, though. I'll tell you no, that. No, not necessarily intellect. Um, but he did. Put, and he was president when the Freedom Acts and the Patriot Acts and stuff like that, which a lot of data access and a lot uh, of freedoms given up during this time. Just remember Lots what... Lots of extra stuff for security yeah. and planes. Just just also remember what uh, John Oliver said when he talked to Snowden, which was basically this. Um, always explain internet and a government in terms of dick pics. And from there, people will begin to care. So I think Rutherford B. Hayes is going to win this matchup. Oh, fuck yeah. Rutherford B. Hayes. Fuck yeah. Uh, Got that fucking mustache-beard combo going on. Heck Yeah. Okay, so now, the next matchup, we're going to move down. We actually don't have, we only have three first-round matchups in this bracket, uh, because of the, the convoluted way we had to set this bracket. Uh, we've got number We, 20. that was you. Don't put me in this. I'm just saying, that's how it had to be. We have number 25, Gerald Ford, taking on number 40, Warren G. Harding. Oh, Warren G. <laughs> you do not know what's coming. I really hope I do know what's coming, because if you do mention what I think you're going to mention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it. Is this about Harding's hard on? <laughs> uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> so got All right, here we go. All right, go ahead. All right, a couple pros for Warren G. Harding, who, uh, yeah, Lucas just decided to fucking spoiler that. Uh, <laughs> he acted as the uh, delegation of the Treaty of Paris that officially ended World War One. so that's good. I like that. He, uh... Also was able to pardon a man, Eugene V. Debs, who had previously been arrested by, fuck me, I can't English today, by, by the <laughs> Wilson administration for speaking out against the war. So that's pretty dope. Um, some cons here is that he had a presidency, presidency that was plagued by scandal. One, in fact, was the Teapot Dome scandal. Uh, I'm not sure if you want me to explain that, because that may be a little complicated. But no, nah, well... Just say it's a scandal for now. Yeah. If you We're going to see about Dome scandal, which we will get back to. And, uh, oh yeah, that's right. His extramarital affairs, including him uh, fucking his first cousin in the linen cabinet of the White House. Yep, that did happen. That happened. Uh, and you know what? So did FDR. FDR had a handy by his first cousin as well. Correct. Uh, what a proud American tradition. <laughs> uh, we've got, so, Joe That's Ford, satire, by the way. I know. I know you know, but I want to know the There's listeners know. There's really not a know. whole lot to say about Gerald Ford other than the fact that, number one, he did pardon Nixon, which 
He's well, also he, kind of a negative. That's definitely negative. That's a new uh, and, and he presided over the Helsinki Accords. Oh, that, that's a positive. That's a positive. Yes. Um, so that's about it, really. Uh, well, you want me to interject one just for your sake? Go ahead. Some slight negative on that. He uh, really fucked up the Iran hostage thing. Oh, you're not wrong. He did do that, didn't he? He did do that. He sent helicopters into the desert that were not designed for the desert, and I think every single one of them crashed. That was unfortunate. Oh, uh, okay. So who are we... Who's going to advance for this shit sandwich? Oh, dude, come on. We are. We hinted at Teapot Dome Scandal. You fucking kidding? It's got to be the hardster. All right, Warren's going to advance. I like Gerald Ford, to be honest. I think he's a good guy. Just in this case, I think for this, he's gonna, we're going to move on with Harding. I think they're both pretty bad presents. Anyway. Yeah, okay, for, for what it's worth, I don't think Ford was terrible. I just think he was inept. That's true. Uh, we've got number 24, William Howard Taft. And uh, 41, Franklin Pierce. Oh, you mean the dude who got stuck in the White House bathtub? Uh, allegedly. No, not allegedly. That actually happened. That did not. Yes, it did. We're going to start with Franklin Pierce while Jake's pulling up his bathtub back. Yeah. Uh, That's what I like to call him in my bathtub. Franklin Pierce was a... Franklin Pierce. He was fucking Pierce, bro! Franklin Pierce was a Democrat. Uh, he... He, the Transcontinental Railroad was probably one of the main things that happened under his presidency. Uh, he also presided over the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which, oh, uh, God, no. Oh, no. Uh, and he also presided over the Lecompton Constitution with Kansas. Basically, bleeding Kansas and shit happened when this man was president. Oh, that was bad. Which, that was real bad. If you don't know about much of bleeding Kansas, that has to do with popular sovereignty. Popular sovereignty being the idea that basically... The people that lived in the state would vote to whether it would be a free or slave state. Now, of course, that meant that a lot of people would just kind of hijack themselves into the state and try to vote for whichever one they wanted to. Good old John Brown. And voter suppression also happened because people would go ahead and go ahead and try to kill the people to try to get them to not vote. And yes, good old John Brown from the Harper's Ferry incident made his way all the way over to Kansas. All the way over to Kansas now. (laughs) He was back. No, he's back and better than ever. And looking like a crazy uh, Moses. (laughs) William Howard Taft. All right, William Howard Taft. We've got two pros, two cons. Let's start with the pros. We got him fighting government corruption and corporate monopolies. That's always good. That is good. We got a lot of presidents to do that, um, almost to a slightly suspicious degree. Um, (laughs) We also got him uh, initiating 80 antitrust suits to combat corruption both in and out of government. That's also good. Yep. And, and my, if I'm not mistaken, he's the first president, and first and only president, and also later member of the Supreme Court. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, some negative ones. He's got the... Ugh, this one's a little dry, but let's fucking go with it. Payne Aldrich Tariff Act of 1909. And basically what happened was that was that he passed that, and the other Republicans got mad, and then they split off. So there was a rift. That wasn't good. And the uh, second one was he uh, decided to fire the head of the Bureau of Forestry, and also in 1909, which created an embarrassing affair for Taft, where it opened up the infighting and uh, all of the 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 bitch tittery of uh, internal politics with the conservation department, which was not good for him. It made him look really, really bad. My vote's for Taft here. All right. Just. Specifically because Pierce was involved in Bleeding Kansas. Fucking big man on campus over here. Bleeding Kansas is just not okay. 
Seriously, do your research on Boudin, Kansas if you haven't already. It's bad. Said. It's really bad. It's worse than we're even describing because there's a lot there. Oh, and then there's even more massacres. Like, John Brown is just one of, like, I think three or four separate oh, yeah, it's, massacres. It's all over, and those are just ones we know about. Like, it definitely happened more often. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've got this matchup. We've got the number one seed who, who had a bye last round. Mr. Abraham Lincoln. You got Abraham Lincoln, not me. Taking on number 32, Mr. Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, so Hayes. we got Lincoln B. Hayes. Oh, Hayes, you gotta, you gotta toke that dang. Alright. Oh, so Abraham Lincoln, we're gonna start with him. So he's a Republican. Uh, a lot of people already do know a lot about Abraham Lincoln, so he was president during the Civil War. He was definitely a face of uh, attempted unity. He wanted to bring the country back together. He signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which obviously freed all the states and the border states. Uh, so that was a big deal. Uh, and then he also, I mean, he was assassinated, unfortunately, uh, at the very beginning of his second term, uh, when he was just trying to start to preside over Reconstruction by John Wilkes Booth at yeah. Ford Theater. What a so fucking, what a fucking dickhead. Yes. Um, but anyway. Not the president, but the guy who shot I know, him. I know. Uh, I've only got a, I got a couple more positives for Hayes, but I really don't have any more negatives for him. Uh, I've got him doing a couple extra things. We got him rallying for a, up until this point, un, or I like to say hitherto, because I, I like to fucking use old-timey words, uh, unseen mental health reform. That is actually pretty big for that it's pretty surprising, time period. Yeah. For the fact that you were talking about a time period where they used to, used to take mentally ill people and uh, throw them in with pedos, which was something they legitimately did, as well as runaway children. It was bad. Um... Additionally to that, he reinstated the gold standard in the American fiscal system, thus creating added stability to the exchange rate. Ah. That's right. If your panties are not wet because of that particular statement, I don't know how to help you. Um, <laughs> again, for cons, I'm basically holding to the, uh, the railroad strike one as so, its main negative here. This one's actually a lot more complicated than I thought it would be, because Lincoln did do a lot, but I feel like some of his, some of his accomplishments are just a little overrated because of the time in which he did them. Now, granted, it did take a we very... We have to do it now! It did take a very specific person to be able to deal with the crisis of the Civil War and somehow kind of, you know, help America I mean, move on. Lincoln is the only but one that I can think of that could have that much big dick energy at one space and time. that much big dick energy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, but Rutherford B. Hayes has a lot of things that are very advanced for his time. Period. I mean, to be honest, he's got way more positives than negatives, so I'd almost say Hayes in this case, but yeah, you're right. I almost feel bad not having Lincoln go to the second round. He's got a, he's got a tough matchup here. That's right, he does. Really tough matchup. Yeah. But I think in this case, I think we got to give it to Hayes. I'd, All right, let's give it to Hayes. We're going to get... We're gonna get mailed for this one, but rather for we're gonna get mailed. We're gonna have we're gonna have angry Civil War reenactors just like I fucking wear the fucking stovepipe hat. How dare you take me out in the third How round? How dare you do that? How dare you? Okay, uh, you wanna pause it for a second? I'll edit for a second. I'm just gonna. Go. That's actually helpful because that run. Okay, here we go. So we've got the matchup. We've got number 16, William McKinley. We've got number 17, Mr. James Madison. Oh, fucking William McKinley. Or. James Madison versus William McKinley here. You know what? Thanks, laptop for your input. I didn't ask for it, but... All right. Let's start with the positives for Mr. McKinley. Uh, we have a two-pro, two-con lineup here. Okay. Here we go. Fuck yeah. All right. Number one. <laughs> Fuck, you can't even put together. Number one. 
We got a drafting of the McKinley Tariff in 1890 that raised the average tax on imported products in order to protect domestic industries from foreign competition. What? Holy shit. <laughs> oh, shit. For the young grade. Holy shit. Scam, son. Where'd you find that? <laughs> God damn it. Number two. Uh, again, Hawaii is a territory, I guess. That's kind of oh, a I positive. <laughs> kind of positive. Kind of not. <laughs> The negative on that was uh, that McKinley Tariff actually fucking backfired, and the American public did not like the steep price increase. Surprise, surprise. Because, yeah, once you hurt the American's pocketbook, it's when we as a nation really start giving a shit. Not moral, like, anything, just that. Uh, and it recurred a serious, serious political fuck-up for him because it kind of endangered his presidency. Uh, number dose. Uh, the fact that he annexed Hawaii, knowing what we know about how we took it from them, is itself a negative. Just a bit. Yeah, just a teensy bit. Just sending an armed insurrection to usurp a fucking monarchy. So, great. <laughs> legitimate great. government. Yes, I love it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's lit. It's lit. Uh, right, Travis the, Scott meal over here. Uh, James Madison. Okay. So, he was a Democratic Republican. He was one of the only presidents to go ahead and actually be able to sign the uh, Declaration of Independence and be a president. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> he uh, also presided over the Treaty of Ghent in 1814, which ended oh. the War of 1812. Oh, yeah. Tell me about Ghent. Uh, that's all I got about Ghent. Uh, <laughs> the tariffs happened in 1816, and he rejected nationally funded roads. That's a bit of an oofta there. But a bit of a personal positive here. I went to James Madison Elementary School. <laughs> James Madison Elementary School. I was a Mustang. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Washington Elementary School because we were true patriots. All right. <laughs> James Madison. <laughs> I love it. It was basically a one-man party for you. James Madison. <laughs> Just losing his shit. Uh, who's advancing here? Oh, God. Um, um, McKinley, for me, kind of falls short. I'd almost admit that, that he does. Does that mean... Yeah. Does that mean James Madison? James Madison? Oh, God. I wonder how the listeners are going to be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what happened? Bring, energy. bring me my lobotomies episodes back. We're bringing energy. We'd also like to state that the lobotomies episodes actually got royally fucked in the move, unfortunately. So, so yeah, we're going to be really doing between those episodes. They will be out at a later date. Oh, definitely. We'll, we'll take a hiatus from that, and then we'll come back after uh, November in the election season, if uh, if the civilized world is still standing by that point in time. But, yeah, uh, and, and actually, interesting enough, after that, we're also going to... We can probably weave these two topics together somehow. We're going to start talking about some... Uh, American colonial history. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, We're get, just getting ready for fucking Spooktober. We're going to start talking about the Salem Witch Trials. We might even have a lit literature in there, some with the Crucible, if we can Ooh. get that to work. Ooh, we probably can. Anyway, <laughs> we probably can. <laughs> we probably oh. can. We can probably do oh, it. I, don't get your hopes up. We probably can. Uh, so we've got number eight, JFK. Taeyeon. Uh, number uh, 40, Warren G. back. Warren G. Harding. Two people I are get going. Warren G is back. Uh, let's go. JFK. Let me actually get up to the fucking thing. Alright. Uh. Okay. Oh, Marilyn. 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 Nope. It's wrong. Take, it's take, wrong. Take me through the tunnels, Marilyn. 
Let's drive in the open top car. All right. So let the breeze roll through. Let's start with the positives here. Number one, and one that actually endears me to JFK a lot more than most presidents, is that after Bay of Pigs was a total fuckover for him, uh, he actually took full responsibility, even though it was the CIA and the military that fucked that up for him. He actually took responsibility, and that meant that he was a fucking man. Take note, Trump. <laughs> what else about JFK? What else about JFK? Um... Just, just, a little, just, a little, just a little thing. Uh, he kept us all from being fucking irradiated. Um, there's that. Good, yeah, the, new, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yep, that and uh, Berlin Crisis, which is actually probably worse than Cuban Missile. <laughs> that sounded kind of condescending. Well, that's actually kind of um, worse. So. Oh, I want you to run crazy <laughs> on how hard I fucking just burned you right That's pretty much what that sounded like. <laughs> right, who's your daddy? <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, Warren G. I think we talked enough about Warren. We don't already know who's going to advance here. Uh, <laughs> well, let's just, let's just do the Warren's basic. cock letters are not going to get him through the second round. <laughs> Since you, we even talk about Teapot Dome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We can't not talk about Teapot Dome. No. Talk about Teapot Dome. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> okay, we got to get positive there, though. He actually fights for the uh, rights and equalities of the African-American threat of the administration. That's a good that, positive. That's very good. Yeah, that's good. Especially in the early 1900s when it was a literal fuckfest for most African-Americans. 1920s were particularly bad. Um, slight negative, because you've been waiting for it. The teapot dome, because it's getting steamy in here. <laughs> Turn on the music. That's right. To get some, just, get some, just get some red lights going. Um... He did have a hand in that because his administration was directly implicated in a little scandal in the early 20s where uh, Harding's interior secretary, Albert Baconfall, which I think is the best fucking name I've ever heard. Albert Baconfall. Yeah, I love it. Leased Navy Petroleum Reserves at Teapot Dome in Wyoming, which is a pumping ground, and two locations in Cali. California. I don't want to call it Cali. Cali. I was gonna sound like a tool. Bruh, I just I, no, I, I no. We're done now. In Cali, bruh. We're done. Super cool ways, bruh. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. I'm done actually. <laughs> and they basically reserved those for two private oil companies uh, at low rates without competitive bidding, which is actually a fairly big deal because that was supposed to be sort of for whoever could get it. They basically just sort of pay for play their way into that. Pay for play. Yeah. Gotta love it. Anyway. Was it as cool as you thought it would be? Nope. Uh, <laughs> JFK wins. <laughs> I love it. Like, nope. This is a curt no. And we both know that's the truth. It's a hard no. Teapot Dome is important, but it's fucking boring as hell. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. It's, it's basically like... <laughs> it doesn't even need to compare it. So let's no, just no, let's just go. <laughs> we've, got, we've got number nine. We've got Mr. Ronald Reagan. Taking on number 24, William Howard Taft. Did you say fucking Ronald Reagan? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Ronald Reagan. So, I have Reagan. Um, yep. I'm not even going to go ahead and look him up on the thing, because I know enough. Go. Uh, let's just talk about massive spending. Project Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> fucking Star Wars is stupid. spent, like, what, millions of dollars? In not the, even. I think billions of dollars. Billions of dollars in 1980s money on fucking missiles. Uh, fucking lasers that in space supposed to metaphorically shoot down missiles and in space satellites and shit in space. That's not how lasers work. I'm pretty sure. Uh, at the end of his, towards the end of his presidency, he kind of got more and more senile. 
trickle-down economics. Oh, hell yeah. Trickle-down economics is a fucking joke. It doesn't work. That's not how money works. You don't give rich people more money and they somehow start trickling it down to people with less money. You would think the RNC would have figured that out by now. <laughs> well, there's a lot of supporters of economics still out there. President Trump is one of them. If you look at the way he's... I don't even think policy. Trump can spell Reagan, so... Well, the people who tell Trump what to support are fond of Reagan now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're fucking monsters, which some of well, them Well, they are. are, but that's... Stephen Miller looks like somebody I wouldn't allow within 500 feet of a school. I feel like Taft is going to win this. Yeah, maybe. You didn't even talk about Iran-Contra. That was re- pretty fucking bad. I really don't. There's so much bad shit with Reagan. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, you have... You have him slow in the roll when Gorbachev comes in, but he definitely almost hurtled us into a nuclear war in 83 and 84. So, yeah. Andropov was not fun about that. I'm reading that in a book, and I'm willing to fucking talk about that to anybody who will listen. See, I feel like there's an even chance Reagan gets a Then we get a bunch of letters from people for other reasons. <laughs> we, we, I just want to let you know that I think that Ronald Reagan was an upstanding Christian man who uh, his wife also relied on mediums to tell her how to do shit. That is a real thing that happened. Nancy Reagan relied on fucking, like, astrologers and shit to tell them how to, where to send him that day. How the fuck did we get through the 80s alive? I have no idea. Reagan almost didn't. He did get shot. Almost. Almost. Uh, We'll get him next time. Well, no, no, no. I'm not supporting that. I don't... Neither am I. That was supposed to be facetious. Okay, good, good. I just want to state for the record that I... No, no. Well, you'd be a little late to the party if you try to kill Ronald Reagan. I don't want anybody to get shot. That's never the goal. That's never the goal. No one should die. Don't... And if you have thoughts of shooting people, please contact anybody. Anybody. Just contact, like, a... Just anybody here, right? Anybody. Dude, even if you contact us to talk about shit, don't don't tell us you're going to do it because we won't be able to help you if you're if you're in like. At that point, we're going to call the police. That's what yeah. we will do. We we will try to call the police. Okay, let's just. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> we decided to jump Taft, in that hole. Taft. Uh, we've got. Uh, God, if I can use my touchpad, which is garbage. Because uh, first world problems. Uh, he was a big peace promoter in foreign affairs. That's always good. Especially with the fact that it was, like, at the end of World War One, which was also equally good, probably better. Uh, we have, as negative, a man who, even though he actually favored the African-American vote, at least the idea of African-Americans voting, right. Taft was less than willing to intervene on political affairs in the southern states to make good on his statements because the South was a fucking political powerhouse. And as a result... He also sometimes passed discriminatory legislation that repressed African Americans from obtaining and possessing government positions as a result of political expediency. Even though Taft definitely believes in African Americans having rights. No, he did, yeah. That that almost is sort of like he had to do it. It kind of like how Johnson used to do shit back in the late 60s when he was like, basically got like Strom Thurmond to fucking support the Civil Rights Act. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't he do that? Or was that it's not Strom Thurmond? Am I wrong? I think it was Strom No, it was Strom Thurmond. Because Strong Thurman was that guy. Oh, man, that man's a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Um. So, Reagan or, or Taft? Taft. Mine was for Taft. Taft, fuck yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tied too closely to a project that works with people in Nicaragua, and they hate us because of that, and I don't deny them that right to hate us. They love Wisconsin. They just they just hate America, which I can totally see. Yeah. Um. So we got once for B. Hayes, and James Madison is one of the first quarterfinal matchups mm. here in this quadrant. We've got Roger B. Hayes, James Madison, excuse me, it's a semi-final matchup for the quadrant. 
Who's going to move on to the quadrant final? Hayes, Madison. That was for Hayes. I love Chase, <laughs> I love Chase Madison, but Hayes did a lot of shit. I think Hayes did do a lot of shit. As much as I think Madison was fairly good for the time period he was in, I think Hayes definitely tried to do more. All right, Hayes it is. Dude, this is more airtime than Rutherford B. Hayes has in general. Like, We're showing a lot of love for Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah. Uh, we got JFK and William Howard Taft. Ooh. Uh, let's go with JFK, because he's still got a bunch of shit he has. I was going to say, my vote's for JFK here. Do we want to do a couple just to... No, we'll do the couple here. Because okay. uh, now we got the final matchup for the quadrant. Number 32, let's for D. Hayes. Number 8, JFK. Oh, okay, all right. So you, you just went past that. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about both of these guys. Both of these are even, so that means you have the research on both of them. Uh, yeah, that's true. So let's do an extra positive and extra negative for Kennedy here. Um... What I see is positive for Kennedy. We've already got foreign policy out of the way. Um, he definitely, definitely did champion a progressive domestic program. He's talking about the creation of Medicare. He increased aid to education, tax reforms, the new civil rights bill. He got started but didn't get to finish it uh, because he got the back of his head all scattered all over Dallas. Um, yeah, that's uh, not good. That's sad. That was actually very sad. Yeah. Um, and he was in the process of trying to pull the Americans out of Southeast Asia and downsizing uh, Vietnam, which fucking went in a complete 180. Uh, yes. Some negatives, though, here is that because Kennedy was young and inexperienced as a president, because he was, you know, really he's been a senator up until that point, yeah. he got his cheeks clapped in Vienna by Khrushchev, who basically made him look like an idiot. And then he kind of, at times, fumbled into crises. So like Berlin, when they built the wall, he had kind of fucked that up at first, and then he really redeemed himself. And then in Bay of Pigs, he also fucked that up. So, yeah. <laughs> so we got that versus Rutherford B. Hayes and all the cool stuff he was doing. Do you have anything more to add about Rutherford? Mm, let me see here. Uh, no. Actually, that's that's about it. Yeah, all exception of the political corruption aspect, which I think I already talked about. I think JFK has got to move on here. Yeah. I think he will. I think he will. So JFK is going to take this quadrant. So JFK is going to be the second member of the presidential final four we got going on here. So we're halfway through here. Two more quadrants to go. Yeah. Good. Battery's still holding for if you guys didn't notice this, the sound quality is going to be a little bit different because our recording equipment decided to take a shit on us just before this. So we, uh, we're doing it off my cell phone like good old times. But we decided that we needed to get an episode out, so here we are. That's right. All right, so we're on the other side of the bracket. We're on the right side of the bracket now. Uh, we were on the left side just then. So, all right, here we go. Uh, first one in quadrant three, we've got number 31, Zachary Taylor. Number 34, Martin Van Buren. So, Jesus. Uh, you you will not like Van Buren. I'm sorry. That I'm already gonna give that away. So Van Buren, uh, I'll start with Taylor here. Yeah, go ahead. So, excuse me. I need to find Zachary Taylor. Do you happen to know what number president he was? <laughs> no. Come on, tr- Control F. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll do. I'll do no, Van. No, no, no. Oh God, All right, you on? He happens to be the 12th president, by the way. Uh, Zachary Taylor. He so he was awake. He was president during the Underground Railroad. He was also president during the Gold Rush. 
Oh, that's that's slightly less. Yeah, but okay. Slightly less good. Yeah. Uh, the congressional debate of 1850 happened when he was president. Why'd you explain that? So that was before the compromise of 1850 and the fugitive slave laws were happening. So it's a very tense time during Congress. So obviously this is the years leading up to the Civil War. Is this the one where uh, what's his name Sumner gets caned in the back of the head in, in Congress? Or it might be. I think it is because 1850 was that. He also died in office. Uh, he only lived. He only served two years. Oh Jesus! He died in office on July 9, eighteen fifty. He was elected in eighteen forty nine. Oh, so Zachary Taylor didn't really have time to do a whole lot. Oh, well, uh, what he did was too bad. He, he did have a couple negatives though. Uh, he was president during when the underground, underground Railroad was happening, but that also means that it was still slavery. He wasn't really doing a whole lot to stop it. Um, yeah. And there were so basically he didn't really do a whole lot, but also didn't have time to do a whole lot. So Zachary Taylor. Pretty unsatisfying. What do we got for the other one? Yeah, I was just complicit. What do we got for Van Uh, Positive. You can see it from here. He's got a lot of cons. Positive is that he did establish a bond system to help fund the national debt. That's always that's good. Okay, okay. That's good. I like that. Uh, he's also a well-spoken and talented politician. So, you know, that's kind of a positive. Not really basing too much, but I'll take it. Um, some negatives. He defended the inst- he did defend the institution of slavery as a right in the South. That's a big oofta. And uh, he was a fucking raging alcoholic. He was he drank almost like mom is scared levels of drinking. Like oh jeez oh yeah, so much so that he actually oh no that's not him never mind. I was gonna say he tried to uh, to sell off the White House China set in a poker game. That's not him. That's somebody else. And that's uh, I think that's Grant. Oh, God. Which I also have him, so... Um, God, this is just two pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, come on. Taylor's not a piece of shit, totally. He died. You could almost give him that benefit. This guy said the, the institution of slavery was a right. I guess we'll take the guy who was complicit over the guy who was... Actively racist. Actively racist. Okay, so Zachary Taylor wins. <laughs> I love to see how this works out for us. I just... It's bad when you have to make a choice versus complicit racism versus outright racism. I would take complicit racism. Because there is the wiggle room that you may not have known what the fuck you were doing. Maybe. Maybe. Very small, um, though. So we, the next uh, first round magic we got is number 26, Jimmy Carter, and number 39, John Tyler. Oh, actually, this is good. Even though I wasn't able to get a lot of research on Carter, I do know a lot about him because I almost idolized him. I'll start with cool. John Tyler. Yeah, though. So John Tyler was a 10th president. He was also a Whig, um, much like Zachary Taylor. Uh, so he was a Democrat at heart, apparently. So he was a Whig, but he definitely had some Democratic sentiments. Uh, he vetoed the Bank of the United States, so he was against that. Uh, eh, yeah. That was a there. And he lowered tariffs. That's about it for John Tyler. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Carter, 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 Carter. Let's know some positives. Obviously, he's a huge proponent of human rights. He still remains. He's still a very hum- yeah. human rights activist. He still builds houses in his nineties. He's a really fucking badass dude. Yes, he was peanut farmer, which I think is the best profession outside of that. Uh, some negatives though was that in Carter's presidency, you know what's fun to do? Yeah. If you hold your tongue and you say he farmed peanuts, it sounds like he farmed penises. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway. You're enjoying yourself tad too much there. Alright. <laughs> yeah. You know, just for that? No. Right there. Keep talking. Keep talking. Alright. Um, some negatives, though, as far as I was concerned. 
Carter had some huge issues with the economy. That was probably the biggest thing. It was the OPEC price rise, which was also part of Ford, but it also happened under Carter. And you had gasoline shortages, and that really, really fucked him because he didn't know how to handle that. Yeah, he was a good guy, but just wrong situation. Yeah. I, I don't, again, like I say, almost kind of like Ford, but again, Ford was slightly more inept than him. My looks for Carter here, I'm not going to lie. I think Carter's good, yeah. Jimmy Carter moving on. Mostly because he's just a decent person. He's still humanitarian today. Yeah. Oh, he also had the... Uh, as far as I know, he hasn't done anything shifty, shady, sexist, or racist in the recent He did have a scandal with his brother, though. I don't know if you remember... Oh, about Billy, Carter. Billy Carter. The dude who made beer. Yep. Billy Beer. Oh, man. That's, that's fucking something. We can talk about that next round. We should, no, we should just do an entire episode. On, on that. Billy Carter? Oh, yeah. Billy Beer? Yeah, we should. We should. We really should. Uh, so the next matchup, we've got number 23, Grover Cleveland's first term. Okay. <laughs> And coming on back. And we've got Andrew Jackson, number 42. Oh, oh, buddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, who, 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 who. We'll have to talk about with Andrew Jackson. Yeah, and, and, anybody who, and anybody who listens to this podcast knows that he, he kind of ousts, not my people, but he definitely ousts Native Americans, which, you know. We're going to start with James A. Garfield's first term just to make people Garfield? Wait. I think it's a Grover Clism. Oh, Grover Cleveland's first time. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, fucking excuse you. Um, he proposed a lower tariff to Congress to bring lower prices to consumers. What are you? What were you supposed to do? What are you doing? Grover Cleveland, his first time. Oh fuck! I did Cleveland too. I did both. Never mind. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, 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 no. You go. You got more than I do. I've just got the same old shit. So, he proposed a, a lower tariff to Congress to bring lower prices to consumers. And cost he and his party the next election. Oh shit! So that's not good. <laughs> that's a that's a big no. So uh, the lowering of tariffs not didn't work out great. He only served one term there. His second term was much better. Oh, we already talked about his second term. So Grover Cleveland's first term not so great. Second uh, term slightly better. Yes, uh, um, we could like to call it the strikes back of the Grover Cleveland. I like to call it the Green Apple Two Step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to call this one the Green Apple Two Step. <laughs> anyway, uh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, dear boy. I like to call him old hickory racist. <laughs> Which like to call him old racist? Old let's, racist. Just, let's just skip the middleman. If he was a rapper, his name would be Lil Race. <laughs> Little Race. Lil Racist. Just Race Double X or whatever it is. <laughs> okay. I'm done being. I'm done trying to be cool. All right, Andrew Jackson. What I like to call the collective shit stain of a crazy American president. Uh, I also don't like his style, so there's that. Uh, let's start some positives. It's going to be hard. But, uh... Oh, that's Polk. What the fuck? No. God damn so it. So we're still talking about Andrew Jackson here. Sorry. I mentioned Jackson and Polk. So he was they were kind of connected. Okay. So, Jackson is considered to be a strong leader. That is absolutely true. Yes. Uh, greatly expanded the power of the presidency. Uh, almost to a scary degree. Uh... He had a firmness during the nullification crisis which prevented South Carolina from dissolving the Union. So he just took those bitchy Southerners and smacked them back in the line. I like that. Well, yeah, I know. You can't, you can't tell me anyone owns slaves. I'm sorry. Are you having problems up there in your fat ass in your plantation? Well, John C. Calhoun was also his vice president for his... I'm uh, sorry. Are those fat ass Southerners have problems? I'm trying not to make myself look like an idiot. I'm trying to... <laughs> 
Since John Scott was from South Carolina, which is where the pre- I was trying to make a connection, but you just started screaming at me. <laughs> I'm like the guy. <laughs> no, I am right. <laughs> How dare you tell me I'm, I'm trying, trying to support you. I'm going to connect to your opinion. <laughs> go, go ahead, go. So John C. Calhoun and uh, Andrew Jackson actually had a bunch of, like, that didn't like each other, because John C. Calhoun was also a very fucking opinionated man. Uh, he definitely believed in... Like a real quote, Karen. Unquote, ...states rights. He was a real Karen. John C. Calhoun was real Karen. Yes. Um, Where is your manager? I believe John C. Calhoun actually just straight left the cabinet at one point. And oh, he, he totally returned home. Out. He did pussy out. He just left. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, John C. Calhoun looks like a race. Like, okay, I John know... John C. Calhoun looks like a fucking demon from hell. See, I was going to say... his portrait? I, know, I was going to say, because he looks like... Like a racist Christopher Lloyd, and I know John Oliver makes that joke, so I will attribute it to him, but it's an apt description of I'm what he looks like. He's fucking scary. Oh, no, he's terrifying. Um, he... Okay, so going to do Jackson here. Um, nullification... Okay, we got nullification crisis. No, I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, Khan, he is an arrogant and dictatorial attitude to the presidency. That was an obvious one. Um, he also did like a party. This is kind of why I got dislike him because he let everybody in the White House and they fucked that place up on inauguration oh, night. Yeah, so he yeah. let everybody in. He was like, "No, we're gonna have a massive party." He's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore." Yeah, I think after somebody tried to stab somebody else, which is like a regular house party. When the stabbing starts, is when the party ends. So don't pull the Molly <laughs> out midway through. You've been to in one house party, Molly. <laughs> I've never been to a house party, so I need some assistance. I can tell you I haven't been to Have a house you? party. Have you? Yes. Oh, shit. And it wasn't fucking Molly. Because you didn't go to the right ones. Apparently not. I, but I wouldn't be participating in, in Molly anyway, so. Okay. Um, he had a fairly criminal disregard for constitutional restraints and the rule of law. He, uh, he has an, an incident with John Marshall in the Indian Removal Act where John Marshall said that it wasn't like, it wasn't legal and they weren't going to do it. And he just said, then let fucking John Marshall enforce it. I'm not going to listen to him. Yeah, John Marshall, by the way, one of the most famous Supreme Court justices to ever live. Right up there with Brown versus the Board of Education. Well, John Marshall... That's the case, not a... No, fuck. John Marshall served in the Supreme Court for, what, like, 30, 40 years? That man, like, was, like... You don't know So he died when he was... Either. No, I do, but... Just because I looked at you blankly doesn't mean I'm an idiot. <laughs> I just see an idiot. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> No, Becky, I don't. <laughs> so anyway, I feel... Uh, let's go to the pins in this matchup. I almost feel... This is probably going to trigger you. I feel like Jackson wins... Grover, God damn it! Since Grover Cleveland won, I feel like Jackson wins this. <laughs> okay. He did more. Like He did. He did a lot more. You're right. Uh, like, it, it's not, like, something I, like, I don't have joy in saying Andrew Jackson gets out of that round, but he does. He's basically, like, if we announced that Mel Gibson won, like, the Oscar, right? He did it, but we're not happy he did it, because he, he's up on stage just screaming about Jews, you know? I feel like Quincy Clint would do in the RNC speech where he's yelling at the chair. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was trying to have a joke or not, but I definitely thought he was losing his shit. Yeah, not good. Uh, so this matchup, pretty, <laughs> this is not fair at all. Uh, George Washington versus Zachary Taylor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> George, let's just go with George Washington because he is my first. I'm not even going to talk about Zachary Taylor again. Just talk about why he's going to beat, or George Washington's going to beat. not going to talk about Zachary Taylor. <laughs> I did. He made it to the first round. He beat, he beat Van Buren. <laughs> what? If we're talking in basketball terms, where does this account to? <laughs> 
this matchup? Yeah. This is like Duke versus like Mountain Valley A&M. Oh, and fuck. Nobody's heard of. <laughs> Some fucking like Division 3. Or, uh, is it Division 1's the highest where they go this to like... like UWSP versus Duke. Oh, 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 yeah, exactly. oh, that's, that's going to trigger some people. <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to say something along the lines of like the Badgers football team decided to, to face the Pee Wee League from fucking, from Scranton, Ohio, so from I already, Scranton Hornets, and they crushed the kid who's got a, a, a stigmatism because he can't see. That hurts because I have a stigmatism. Yeah, it was aimed directly at you. George Washington won, they, let's talk about why he did. <laughs> Why do you win, Jake? <laughs> well, my own joke. All right. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the mental image of a fucking university football team facing a PB league. Guys, fucking like. Dong is basically the size Let's of the kid. Let's talk about George Washington's first. Oh, God. Let's talk about his policy. Oh, now. God. Oh, God. George Washington. <laughs> oh, Chris, I spelled Gerard wrong. It's Gerage. Gerage? Oh, Jorge God. Washington? George. All right. I was laughing too hard. All right. Uh, let's get some pros. He had uh, some... Big prestige with being a war hero, and he had a lot of political skill, and he was able to manage those 13 bickering states like a bunch of family at a Thanksgiving dinner without blowing the fucking nation apart, Correct. which is good, right? For eight, probably the eight most difficult years that this thing could have gone for. Um, this thing being the fucking country. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and he was somebody who oftentimes weighed advice from all of his advisors, but he was a big proponent of Alexander Hamilton who um, Alexander Hamilton spoiler alert is is, is not uh, brown but I think if he was American history would be much more bitchin Um, Manny Mullen Miranda was pretty fucking late though it was lit it was was lit I'm not even I'm not trying to be a dick I'm literally saying that he wasn't just for people who want to know for historical sake but if he was that would have been good I still haven't seen Hamilton (laughs) it's time we went to New York my friend no, we just... It's Broadway! On, it's, on, it's on Disney Plus now. Fuck that shit. <laughs> what do you mean, fuck that shit? I'm gonna sell my soul to Mickey Mouse. Anyway. Alright. What was that, Jake? Uh-huh. Look, I'm not gonna sell my soul to some Jew-hating cartoonist. I'm coming for you, Ava Braun. <laughs> and that's a shout-out to, uh, like, episode, what, two? We talked about Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> the episode that I forgot the label in my fuck. I think I lost the files for oh, that. Oh, it's okay. It's already posted, man. Oh, Thank it's God. posted, but I think I lost the files for my shit. Um, some negative ones here. Yeah, Washington has a negative. It's kind of a complicated relationship with natives. He uh, he did work and negotiate and served alongside them, but he also fought and sought their land for his own property. So he was kind of not any better than anybody else. Um, <laughs> it's just like, ah, they're not really using the land anyway. <laughs> All right, we, we can save more Washington for next yeah. round, because he already advanced. So, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go to the next matchup. We got number 15, Bill Clinton. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, oh, shit. Put mine in your bathroom. Number 18, Andrew Johnson. Oh, fuck, man. 
Let's just get... Let, do you want me to have a hot take? Johnson doesn't win. <laughs> oh, it's still fun to talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you bet your ass. So, uh, I'll start talking about Bill Clinton while you're searching up Andrew Johnson. Uh, so, Got Bill Clinton was the first president to ever operate under a surplus. So that, oh, yeah, that was pretty impressive. Uh, so, we actually had money under him. Uh, he favored minorities... Doesn't happen often, but when it he does... He favored minorities and women... Uh, he oh he definitely favored women. He it was one of he got us in the North Atlantic or the North American Free Trade Agreement, so NAFTA, important for trade. He was also the second cons. He was also the second president to be impeached. He was not removed from office. Um, but if you know anything about the whole scandal with Monica Lewinsky, he was cheating with an intern. Uh, not good. Mm. So, but very like otherwise, um, you know, a very good president, like economically for sure and he was very progressive socially mm-hmm. which is surprising because he comes from Arkansas so you would not see yeah. that coming from him as far as social progression and his badass wife would try to be the next president if the Russians had stolen it from us um, Andrew Johnson okay let's hear about it you want to know how many pros he's got Zero. Two. Oh, really? Two. He's got some. Literally, has two. Oh, okay. okay, let's go. And they're not even really pros. They're more or less like people scraping the bottom of the barrel. What does he got? Uh, he had a... Well, he actually was liked for his ability to work up from poverty to become the president. It's literally the American ideal. That okay. anybody could be president. Sure. Uh, number two, he's often cited as champion of the common folk. Uh... <laughs> Some of them, not all of them. Let's talk about Reconstruction. Uh, Cons, he was an anti-abolitionist, for sure. He was a fucking alcoholic. He was deeply racist. He severely mishandled the Reconstruction process. Like, like, just fucked it right up. (laughs) He attempted to veto the Civil Rights Act of 1866, which is always, you know... So basically everything that... Abraham Lincoln had in place, or was trying to put in place so far, as far as reconstruction goes, was sort of just fucking shit show by Andrew Johnson. I'm sorry, but this is also partially on Lincoln. Why the fuck did you choose a dude who was opposed to everything you were working on? I think he, he was going for unity. So his idea was that if he had Andrew Johnson as vice president, he was trying to unify the country. Well, he also didn't anticipate fucking being shot at the theater, Jake. I tell you what, I live by those rules. I always anticipate being shot in the theater. That sounds rather paranoid, and I'm kind of concerned for you at this point. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, next matchup, because at this point, Clinton's putting that. <laughs> I'm not even going to debate it. No. Clinton beats Andrew Johnson. If you have a problem with that, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You're a big Okay, up. so we got Thomas Jefferson, number oh, 17. you got Jefferson. Not going against Jimmy Carter. Okay, peanut farmer coming back. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Thomas Or would you like to say the penis farmer, because so, you just had a hell of a time with that joke. Thomas Jefferson, uh, he does the uh, he does the Louisiana Purchase, so he adds a lot of land to the country, which is a big deal. He gets a screaming deal on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he also does, um, he, uh, he's very, um, his relations are pretty good, like, foreign, so he doesn't, like, the foreign, foreign policy, he's kind of decent. Um, well, you've got you've got him negotiating out the Louisiana Purchase with Napoleon, so there's that. Yeah, so the French relationship is pretty good. Um, kind of opposite of Adams because Adams kind of pisses off the French quite a bit. Did you have the X Y Z X Y Z affair under Adams or was that under Madison? 
think that was under... I forgot who that was under. Well, we, I think it was Madison. I don't think it was him. All right, but anyway. Um, so Thomas Jefferson does a good job with formulations. Um, he's got a lot of contacts over there in Europe. Uh, he's a very, like, studio-slash-academic president. Mm-hmm. He was one of the main... He was the writer of the Declaration of Independence, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, so... You know, Tom well, he was one of the writers. Yeah, he was the main writer. Yeah. Um, but so he's an important dude. Um, some but cons, not like John Hancock, the biggest. Some cons with Jefferson. Uh, he definitely fucked Sally Hemings. Oh, no, he didn't one of his, fuck. He raped Sally Hemings. Yeah, which is one, which is one of his slaves. Don't whitewash that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> so he had a bunch of illegitimate children. Not good. He owned slaves. Uh, and he wasn't really benevolent towards them. Also, just to, I want to I want to have people who know what Thomas Jefferson looks like. Just imagine a man who looks like an old woman, like just. Uh, I admire him for his academic pursuits, but then I also loathe his. Pretty Rated? much. Yeah, his fucking inability to accept <laughs> anything that comes close to social regularity, or. Or the fact he didn't Morality even... Morality. He, he, he didn't even free his slaves either after he died. No, okay. Something Washington had a common courtesy to fucking do. Okay, Carter. Uh, <laughs> uh, I might have to abstain on that one because, again, my research fell through on him. I feel like Jefferson moves on, but not because he was a good person. No, I he think we're... He did more. Yeah. It's like, if Carter was a team, it's because they're... Uh, their line or their main point man decided to uh, tear his ACL, and they're just gonna have to be out. So we got number ten, LBJ. Oh, oh, down around my bunghole. Go up against number forty-two, Andrew Jackson. No, oh, Jesus. Johnson versus Jackson in this battle of heavyweights. Okay, I'll do Lyndon because Lyndon is by far my favorite president of all the presidents. Um, Lyndon Johnson. Oh, I love Johnson. He's the best. Uh, and in fact, without the Texas attitude, I actually myself like to. Like, I'd like to be him. Um, <laughs> uh, pros are this. This is kind of a opinion based one, but I'll take it. Okay. Was that as Vietnam was you know ramping up, escalating, and yep. the shit was hitting the fan? Uh, Johnson was in a degree acting based on his best interest to what he thought he should be doing. Sure. He was acting based on what the military was telling him to do. And, you know, he was thrust into a bad situation because he wasn't, he didn't want to look weak to the world by pulling the troops out. But at the same time, he really didn't want to be fighting this war. He thought that the Vietnamese should be fighting this and he didn't want to have Americans as part of the problem. Um, So he was sincere. Uh, Number two, fucking the Civil Rights Act of 1965. So there's that. (laughs) You know, just, you know. It's a thing. Triggered forward most of the major racial developments of the 20th century. And he did, I would think, the best job ever of getting Southern Democratic senators. I think they're Democratic still at this point in time. Which, mind you, if you ever fucking try to quote me on, the Democrats let the Civil War happen because of slavery, you guys support Democrats today. That was 200, nearly, what? 215 years ago? Eat my ass. Anyway. <laughs> I hate that fucking argument so much. Yeah, and the Republicans were created in a shack in Wisconsin. So, the, the Do you want me to throw one negative before the, the, we move the, on with this? I just want to say that with the, it's an ideological shift. So it, it's important to understand that the 
populations of both parties for whatever reasons, like coming out of like the sixties. Like oh, that was the big shift they because both, they both basically just switched parties pretty much. Pretty much. So that like the people who were like the Dixiecrats and everything, yeah, basically that was like Strom Thurmond floated on up to the Republican Party, and then. The well, because then Nixon became the front runner of the Republican Party. I think when Nixon became the Republican candidate is when that switched over. Pretty much, it was in 1968. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, Johnson's practice was basically bullying, making deals, and it just—it was like a—it was like a Texan oil man, basically telling you how many people, or as we like to joke, if Lucas were a car salesman, trying to tell you how many fucking bitches you could fit in your Kia Sorento. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, some cons, though, was that even though Johnson did follow his military advisor's work, he really had lack of foresight. He really didn't think outside the box. He believed a lot in himself. He did, and he also believed a lot in the military intelligence, which we'd already learned of after Bay of Pigs was a, not the fucking most stellar. <laughs> that was yeah. just kind of an oofta. And he kind of dug himself in the hole, and then he sort of realized how bad it was, and he couldn't get out. Probably one of the most self-confident presidents we've ever had. Oh, yeah. I mean, a man who's got balls that big, literally because he tapes the phone call and tells us how large they are on the phone while he's talking to his tailor. Oh, the bunghole. Yeah. I want to cut down there around the bunghole. Um, but also, number two was the fact that he had a credibility gap. Uh, when Vietnam was getting worse, he was telling people that we were winning the war, and then there was the opposite happening. So, yeah, he had that problem. And he definitely turned people on him. So, aside from all those things... When he's up against Andrew Jackson, he wins. He does win. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he didn't fucking genocide how many Native Americans? Too, Too many? many? That's right. Oh. So he yeah. wins. Uh, so now we'll go to the... All right, we got the semifinal matchups going on in this quadrant. We've got number two, George Washington, and number 15, Bill Clinton. Ooh. Washington versus Clinton Both, in this uh, matchup. Yeah. Fucking paramount of the American political system. Oh, Washington. Washington. Alright. We're going to do a positive and a negative for Washington, children. Positive. He's a man of swift and decisive action. I like that. Anybody likes that. Alright. <laughs> yeah. I sound like a fucking dick. Anybody likes that, okay? Everybody likes that, okay? Right. How can I sell you a timeshare today? Clinton, Clinton. No, 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 no. Because there's something that has to go on here. Because he was able to basically talk down the Whiskey Rebellion, right? And as a negative here, he kind of treated the presidency like royalty, right? He made people bow instead of shake hands. Yeah. Kind of put him apart a bit of an arrogant dickhead. And I think we talked pretty extensively about Clinton, but basically, you know, just he was really good socially, but he was also kind of bad in terms of he didn't really respect his office. marriage. Well, or his office. he didn't respect his office. Not, not that he was kind of, he's bad, not kind of bad. He's bad about that. And you could talk about the fact, too, that a lot of domestic terrorism incidents happened on his watch. Yeah. Waco, uh, Oklahoma City, the terror, uh, yeah, there was a terrorist bombing in the World Trade Center. Yeah, a lot of bad shit did happen. In fact, if anything, the people who are nostalgic for the 90s, the 90s fucking were terrible. Like, really bad. How about you, George Washington here? Okay. What about you? I like it. Let's go with it. Alright, so he's going to advance into the finals of the quadrant. Quadrant. And then the other matchup we got going on here is... Tennis court. Number 7, Thomas Jefferson versus number 10, LBJ. Okay. 
So I'll just kind of summarize what I was talking about with Jefferson. So uh, again, academically and fine, and like uh, his academic stances were really good. He was really important to the country in terms of just setting the groundwork for the country to be in existence just in general. Uh, and he had really good foreign policy, but indeed he's social policy fucking awful. Yeah. So and he raped people. So don't just don't. We're, yeah. we're not going to go off over that. He raped people. Yes. Um. So LBJ. Uh, he was genuinely sincere in his desire to create and be a president of all the people. He had his Great Society program, which basically meant that he threw a lot of funding into trying to deal with a lot of the social ills that America was going through. A lot of cases dealing with the poor, dealing with education. That was good. I like that. Mostly because he was a teacher, too. He taught Mexican children in Texas, which was, is, it's an amazing thing. Um, a negative, though, was... Oh, shit. Um, even though he was sort of known... What? Don't fucking Nothing. give me the side. I, I wasn't looking at you. Please continue. <laughs> it's hard to tell with you. You know that my eyes don't actually look at you, right? Like, when I'm looking at somewhere, it looks like my eyes are looking somewhere they're not. Yeah, I know, because I'm looking at the wall behind you because my autism won't let me look you in the eye. Anyway. Anyway. Um, there's a little tidbit to our personal life. Uh... Even though Johnson's record as a crusader for the civil rights movement is there, he was very suspicious of the leaders. He had the FBI basically bug Martin Luther King Jr. and Stokely Carmichael, Malcolm X's houses. He was very distrustful of the civil rights movement to a degree because he is a white man, I imagine. It may have been just cultural. I don't know the inner machinations of his mind. Right. But he did do that. He did authorize them to start taking information on them, which would show that even though he was looking to do it, he may not have been doing it for completely altruistic terms. He may have been doing it for political expediency. Okay. So, with that being said, we've got Jefferson and, and uh, Johnson. Uh, my vote's for Johnson. Yeah, because jo- as far as I know, Johnson didn't rape anybody. Right. Okay. Are you are you tired of me mentioning it yet? No, I mean it's true. Okay, good. Well, we got so we got Washington and Johnson in the final for the quadrant. My vote goes to Washington. I think he set the standard. He was just a really good first president. Uh, yeah, to a degree. Yeah, I mean obviously he has flaws. Um, but yeah, but also he's the first fucking president, so those flaws can be kind of forgiven. Um. Uh, much as I like Johnson, I have to agree. I think Washington might take this one. George Washington is the third member of our presidential final four. So we got who do we have right now? Uh, we're, I'm gonna do it after you don't after you give them the quadrant. We're not gonna give anybody an update. Just know that. All right, we'll we're fuck you, audience. The uh, okay, can't last, give them an update. Last quadrant. <laughs> That's a hard you know there. We can't tell <laughs> no, them. That's a hard captain no there. Dude. That's a hard no. Okay, so we got. Number 30, Benjamin Harrison. Oh, my God. Versus number 35, Chester A. Arthur. Those are both... No, Chester A. Arthur is yours. He's got some fucking rocking sideburns, though. Benjamin Harrison for you. What happened to William Henry Harrison? Did we just skirt past him? He's in the squadron, dude. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Go ahead. All right. 
Ben Harrison, we have two pros. He appointed the abolitionist Frederick Douglass as the acting minister of Haiti. That's that's pretty impressive. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, it was after the Civil War, obviously, but still, right. that's good. Um, he signed the Dependent Pension Act of 1890, which provided pensions for all veterans who had served. I'm, I'm going to go all right off the, the website of the uh, the VA. Uh, at least 90 days of the Union military or naval forces were honorably discharged from service and were unable to perform manual labor regardless of their financial situation or when the disability was suffered. So basically, it was it was basically just a, a health and uh, sort of health care bill for vets who could not take care of themselves. So that was good. Um, some cons. He did lose the popular vote for the presidency, and as a result, he resorted to the help of New York City party bosses to be elected. And what that basically means is that the people there, they run it kind of like a racket where politically he would pay people off to then pay other people off to vote for him. Um, and he had a lot of tariff hikes that made him wildly unpopular with voters and politicians. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so Chester and Not Arthur, that that was really his fault, that last one. He thought it would help. So Chester and Arthur, he was a Republican. He, he had the... What the hell? <laughs> the Partition Act of 1883. Uh, he attempted to stop political corruption. Uh, he was a, was a fan of. He started the Civil Service Commission. So it's the Pendleton Act. The Pendleton Act. Aha! You didn't even fucking. You don't know what it is. Nope. <laughs> uh, basically, he tried. tried. He tried to clean up politics. Uh, so he was definitely. But Washington's a dirty bitch. Considering that he came, what like two presidencies before Benjamin Harrison, they didn't succeed. Uh, he yeah. gave it a shot. I'll try but, your but best, for Chester but you Arthur. don't succeed. Uh, personally, I like the fact that Chester A. Arthur wasn't dirty. Like, he was trying to... As far as we know. What do you think he used those sideburns for? I don't know. I think the sideburns and the fact that he was fighting for an end to corruption, I think he I think he was on, in my opinion. Oh, maybe. Uh, what do you... Well, yeah, for the most part, I... Uh, I don't... I can't... That's what a did, tough one for me. What did Benjamin Harrison really do that was that great, though? Well, I mean, I would... <laughs> well, You're just going to ignore the Veterans Bill, huh? <laughs> okay. Well, I missed that part. What did he do that was really worthwhile? What the Veterans Bill. It's the veterans with no legs looking at you sad on the street. And you're like, why don't you oh, care? Don't, don't say that. I forgot he did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. Um, do we want to do kind of like a rock, paper, scissors? Let's do a couple more and see if we can make a decision on Because i got a few more for him yet if you don't have anything. Well, let's give it to Benjamin. All right, we'll do it. No, I like Chester A. Arthur. Don't get me wrong. Do you... Okay, so next. All right, I heard music. I think I'm having a stroke. No, I heard that too. It, it's probably one of our neighbors. Oh, it, it comes to the vents. Or that of the car. Um. Anywho. <laughs> so we've got number 27, Calvin, Calvin Coolidge, and number 38, William Henry Harrison. Oh, the co- <laughs> <laughs> Let's do William Henry Harrison. Okay. That was sad. Definitely a uh, rather unfortunate happening. <laughs> You're not kidding. You can definitely hear it. All right, Jake. We so just shout up. William Henry Harrison. What do you got? What do you got? All right, just ignore that question. 
Alright, um... Uh, hold up, this is his political bio. Here we go. Alright. He is a... Alright, so here's the thing. It's short, um... Because he died, like, how many months into his first term? Like, Three. Yeah, like... It wasn't not, good. Not long. It was bad. Not good. Um, he did... He was a folk hero for the Battle of Tippecanoe, so that... Yeah, I mean, they were fighting Native Americans, though. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, they're literally the only two he had. And then the, he had run the victory of his Whig party, uh, which was a reaction to the political discontent of Jackson's presidency. So he wasn't really a Jackson fan. So that's a positive. Here's the problem, though. He ran a smear campaign against his opponents. So he did he did play underhanded. Uh, another negative could be the fact that he decided... He died because he contracted, what, pneumonia. Because he decided to do his inauguration speech in a fucking blizzard like a dumb shit. Yeah, he shouldn't do it. He still did it. It was kind of like George Washington. Why'd you change your clothes, George? No. I should go to the dinner and damn coat. And then he died. Yep. He had a fucking throat cold and they killed him. Yep, we talked about that from an earlier episode. Yeah. Um, so Calvin Coolidge, he's a Republican. Uh, basically, uh, you know, he he did some things. <laughs> he's known for the Capper-Volstead Act. What's that all about? I'm not, what, what is the Volstead Act, Jake? Do you know? Huh? Well, let me find out. <laughs> uh, he also did have the Dawes set of 1924. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about Calvin Coolidge. Uh, <laughs> gave associations of persons producing agricultural products certain exemptions from antitrust laws. <laughs> oh! Whoa, it's a fucking party over here! Uh that's not great. We <laughs> <laughs> not great. Exemptions from antitrust laws? Some, not all of them. But still, yeah. Antitrust laws are important. Uh, William Henry Harrison versus Coolidge. To me, I think that we give this to probably Coolidge because he did some things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't even know half of what you wrote down, but yeah, he did some things. Good enough. <laughs> He survived more than three months into his presidency. That helped. That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, and then the next matchup we got is number 22, Ulysses S. Grant, versus number 43, James Buchanan. Oh, my God. Ulysses S. Grant's a fucking, like, as a rager of the time. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go some pros for Graham. Uh, he was a Civil War hero. Not quite a pro, but... A cr- oh, fuck me. Yeah, pro. But um, that that counts for something. Because he did fight for the Union side, so he, he was did. the good guys. Cause fuck you, South Carolina. Anyway, um, he did enact the 15th Amendment, which gave states the... Or, which states that the rights of the citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any states on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. So, yep. if you were black, you could vote in on paper. But that wasn't fully fleshed out. Um, he established the National Park System. Indeed. That was cool. Um, here's some cons, though. 
He was a notorious drunkard, both in and out of the presidency. He was a drinker. He was a drinker when he was in the war, and he was a drinker when he was out of the war. Uh, he actually spent the good majority of the Civil War completely shit-faced. That is a fact. That is not even like an... That is a literal fact. Um, additionally, he, he was a raging anti-Semite. He actually issued something called General Order Number 11, which stated that the Jews as a class violating every regulation of trade established by the Treasury Department... And also department orders are hereby expelled from the department encompassing Tennessee, Kentucky, and northern Mississippi within 24 hours from the receipt of this order. So basically, if you were a Jew, self-identified, and I think I just may have said a slur. I hope I didn't. If I did, that was my bad. Um, did I? <laughs> no, you said Jew. Oh, okay. I want to make sure. Because I know sometimes Jew just, you know. Anyway, but um, if you were Jewish and you were in the army, that was it. You were done. No matter what your political belief system was. Did you know about that? Nope. Well, now you do. Uh, let's talk about another fucker. <laughs> James Buchanan. Uh, so he was president during the Dred Scott case. Oh, Buchanan was a shit stain, too. Not good. No, uh, no. Panic of 1857. He was president during also John Brown. So basically, he was president during much of racial turmoil. Didn't really do anything to stop it. Because, you know, things did not get better after his presidency. In fact, what are you talking about? There weren't sunshine and ice cream for everyone? That's when Lincoln gets elected, and that's when the Civil War starts. 1862. Uh, well, uh, no. Yeah. It would have been 1862. By that point in time, the war was already going. Point being, the Civil War starts right after he's done being president. I think it was 1860. He's a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell he's getting tired. Lucas is getting cranky because <laughs> he's getting tired. Uh, Grant wins this one, I think, just because Buchanan didn't stop the Civil War. It, yeah. it didn't even stop the... Yeah. So, well, Lucas Grant, needs a cookie because he's having a sugar low. He's going to survive this matchup. Okay. So then we've got FDR taking on Benjamin Harrison in the second oh, round. Oh, come on, you wheelchair fucker. <laughs> so FDR, uh, obviously he got us through... World War Two And the Great uh, Depression. And the Great Depression. The New Deal programs are amazing. Uh, we did mention earlier he did ha- have sexual activity with one of his cousins. That's not great. Handy J in a parked car. That was what yeah, happened. He also did, he hid polio through most of his presidency. Uh, that was supposed to be kind of a... Except in that moment in Pearl Harbor, the Michael Bay film, where he stood up out of his wheelchair, which wasn't real, so... Yeah. Um, that was he also had fireside chats to try to calm down the nation... Uh, he's a very good national leader in terms of trying to make people feel calm during very uncertain times. He was less than three, four times. Uh, he only served like one or two years into his fourth term because he was very sick at that point. They fucking old. died. Uh, he died, obviously. Um, so, a very important president. Um, it's not really a whole lot of cons except for the fact that he, you know, did have sexual things with his cousin. Not Are we not going to talk about the Japanese internment camps or no? Good point. Uh, yeah, so that's a big con, actually. I forgot about that one um, because I didn't flip, flip two women on, on here. Uh, so I don't want to sound like a dickhead because that's actually, yeah, that's really fucking bad. Let's not lie. Uh, so basically, those are kind of American versions of concentration camps. It was. Yeah, the, the situations were not necessarily quite as bad, but they were still pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. Entire families relocated. Uh, people lost their jobs. It's not good. Uh, yeah. So that's basically his major con. His good stuff is kind of the 
more about like how we led America through the war, but that's also you can't think about that without thinking about the internment camps because those are really fucked up. With that and to he, although I don't know if he was directly responsible for this, but I know the St. Louis situation where the the ship filled with Jews had to be turned around. Yeah, I don't know who made the decision. I don't know if it was him, but I know because they were neutral. It may have been just an overall congressional. I really don't know if I can answer. So that's the R. I think beats Benjamin Harrison here, though. Yeah. Okay, and then we've got James K. Polk taking on John Adams. Oh, fucking James K. Polk. What we learned today, children, is that the majority of the presidents that we've researched are shitheads. Yeah. Uh, I'll start like, with... Like, a disturbing degree. Yeah, it's not good. I'll start with John Adams here. So, he was the second president ever. Uh, so, he presided over the Alien Sedition Acts, which are two of the worst acts in congressional history, basically allowing people to be prosecuted for negative views of the president or the government. Uh, he, he was actually presiding over the XYZ affair. Oh, um, he did. The whole situation that basically almost got us into a war with France um, because of diplomatic miscommunication. Uh, yeah, it's a whole bunch of shit show. Was it that and the fact that the French were also like just like stealing American ships and shit? <laughs> but, yeah, or no, was that well, the Monroe Doctrine? I think that led to the Monroe Doctrine. Though. It was just some shit, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, just spoken like a true history teacher. Yeah, I was some fucking shit, man. James K. Polk. Um, he did accomplish all or almost all of his presidential promises, almost all of them being completed in one term, but that's not really accomplishment, because I could fucking say I'm going to give everybody a fucking PB&J sandwich, and I could make that happen. He is the reason Wisconsin is a thing, though, the North Yeah, that's right. And one of the things he did, well, on top of which, he was known to be extremely dedicated to the presidency, which was surprising, because not a lot of presidents were. Some of them didn't really give two shits. Right. Which, surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, but he did also add multiple states. The Union, Texas in 1845, which, eh, you could take it or leave it. Iowa in 1846, which, bleh. Okay. And uh, Wisconsin in 1848. Yep. Came James K. Polk. Yep. Uh, some cons here. He was partially guilty of starting the Mexican-American War due to terrible negotiating skills over his attempt to purchase California. <laughs> that was an overall fuck-up. Yes. <laughs> he was partially, though. He wasn't directly. He was, he was partially, because also the president at the time really also kind of fucked it. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one more. One more. Oh, he nice. stopped, so I didn't know. What was the last one? All right. Uh, he, he was... He, he you was acted a, like you were so sure in it. Because all of a sudden we realized we are trying to make him sound good and all of a sudden just really went, took a turn. Uh, he was a massive proponent of slavery and the expansion of slavery into the new territories during and following the Mexican-American War. But he was a follower of Jackson's party and political ideas, so I'm not sure if that was his genuine opinion or if he was just following Jackson's cracker-ass concepts. Well, either way, it's something to be thought of. Um, <laughs> not that I'm really downgrading it, but... So we got Polk versus Adams. Uh, my vote's for Polk, I think, in this case. Yeah, he's got more common anyway. Adams, Adams has been done to death here. And Adams just wasn't a very good president, quite honestly. <sighs> he should have been back with Sam Adams, his brother, who's making beer. <laughs> That's right. Even uh, though he actually, actual Sam Adams was never let near that family brewery. <laughs> he was an incompetent retard. Or an incompetent moron, sorry. 
Really, you use that word, Jake? I have a learning disability. I feel like I'm entitled. Okay, uh, we got number number six, Harry Truman, and oh, number God. seven, Calvin Coolidge. So Truman versus Coolidge. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I don't know if I wanted to use that one just yet. Um. Oh. Truman really put. So there's a uh, pro for Truman. Two pros for Truman, actually. Is that he praised. Or was praised. And he basically insisted that the Nazi war criminals truly tried Nuremberg. Instead of letting the Allies sort of let them off as general war criminals, right. he created and insisted upon the creation of this whole new system that would come to define, you know, how we deal with war crimes and crimes against humanity and shit like that. Uh, he really gave a, a massive, I wonder if he gave a massive shit because it's the right thing to do about this because he basically said that we're not going to just let this shit go. Right, so he, he right. had a big hand in prosecuting these people instead of just letting them free. Or or giving them like a smack on the wrist and letting them go. Um, he was a big peacekeeper in Europe. Uh, one of the big things is that he did draw a hard line against the Soviets, especially Stalin's Soviet Union right after the war when they started, like, this is ours now, but we also like everything else outside of it. Like, that was sort of their general tone, right? Or, or the fact that they were crushing, like, popular revolts. He was definitely seen as somebody who was doing his best to try to keep things together when the world was really on some shaky ground. Yep. Um, some cons, though, uh, is the fact that Nagasaki, his second use of the atom bomb, there is a lot of controversy in that because a lot of people, a lot of experts now think that at this point in time, Hiroshima should have been like, there, you get a smack on the ass, and you should learn your lesson, but then they did it again, even after it was probably given that Japan was going to surrender. Um, but again, that, that could be deemed by, that, that's sort of like the biggest argument. Uh, second one here is the fact that Truman really did launch headfirst into the Cold War, and it became very costly, and, I mean, overall unnecessary, to a degree. Given the way he started jamming federal spending for atomic weapons and military stuff like that, I mean, there were some kind of shifty decisions there. Uh, we already talked about Coolidge. Um, he didn't really do a whole lot. Truman wins because he got his, he because his pauses were very good. Dude, uh, I think he fucking looks like the most trustworthy president ever. Truman? He looks like a, like a grandfather who he, would tell you a story on his name. Does. Um, so the last of the second round matchup of this quadrant is Woodrow Wilson versus Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, Jesus. So Woodrow Wilson is number 11. So uh, that's that's on my side, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Woodrow Wilson, uh, his foreign policy was really good in a lot of ways because at, I mean, he was the president who guided us through World War One. He tried to kind of avoid getting in there in the first place. Yeah. Um, but he, he eventually, you know, decided after the Lusitania sunk, which is a whole discussion about whether that was premeditated or not, or that was just I, kind of an excuse to get into the war. I'm not sure if it was premeditated per se, but I definitely know the sinking was found to be 
not totally justified, but definitely not totally Germany's fault. Not that I'm really defending them, but they said that Lusitania was carrying war supplies. Anyway. Which it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, it doesn't really matter. It's still fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so we got in the war. Uh, but after the war, you know, he was very good about trying to get the League of Nations thing going. Oh, uh, in the 14 he was, points. Yeah, yeah he, he was very kind of ahead of his time with his some of his foreign policy decisions. Unfortunately, Congress didn't listen to him in a lot of ways, and the League of Nations failed in a lot of ways because America wasn't there, because Congress would not, wouldn't give him the approval to be there. Um, on the other side of him, he was very, very uh, racist. <laughs> yes. There's really no other way to put it other than the fact that he's a very, very racist person. Tell me about W.D. Griffith. I, I was going to get to oh, Birth fuck. of a Nation. <laughs> he supported Birth of a Nation. He showed the movie on White House. And that's literally the movie that brought back the Klan, essentially. Uh, um, so we should probably explain what Birth of a Nation is. I mean... I don't want to get down that route. No, 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 no. no. I'm going gonna, gonna to gently... I'm not going to, like, hard explain it. Basically, it was a movie glorifying the sort of, like, lost cause, southern sort of viewpoint of the Civil War, which basically said this was not about racism or slavery. It was about states' rights. And it depicted... You know, it, it was just it was just racist. Let's just stop at that. Yep. Because there's not much else to it than that he was a bigoted movie. Yep. Um, so then we've got Woodrow Wilson versus Grant. Okay. Uh, Grant. Okay. Uh, I'll get a positive for him. He did restore stability to a country still fractured after the end of the Civil War. Because God knows Johnson didn't fucking do it. Right. Johnson's out there fucking drinking in the White House. Um, so, let's see here, negative, 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 negative. Uh, he did oversee a military action against the Lakota Sioux in Northern, Northern Cheyenne over the desired ownership of the Black Hills and oversaw a series of heavy-handed diplomatic efforts to force the natives to sell their land. One such called Sell or Starve. That was a particular strategy they used. God, um. <laughs> yeah, not great. So we've got an anti-Semite versus a vehement racist here. Um, we have to choose one. Uh, mm. My vote... Flip a coin. I guess I'm voting for Grant here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll concede, yeah, because... Because Grant was not good in, in the way that he dealt with a lot of the... Uh, well, a lot of the problems uh, coming out of the Civil War and just kind of his overall, like, thoughts. Yeah. But, like, he also didn't show a fucking... Like, he couldn't show a movie at the time, but the fact that... Woodrow Wilson shows the movie at the White House and all the other shit just makes it so much worse. Um, not necessarily worse compared to... Grant. They're equally, makes his they're equally awful. That's why I said maybe if we come across this and we have, like, a quarter, we should just do a fucking coin flip. No, we're moving on. Okay. Final four. Uh, of the of this bracket, well, I'm sorry, of the quadrant, we're almost to the bracket from the floor. We got like two more picks, and we'll get that. Uh, so we got FDR versus James K. Polk. My, my vote here is FDR. Yeah, cause, yeah. For obvious reasons, because FDR is just a better president. Yeah. Um, Harry Truman versus USSR Grant. My vote's for Harry Truman. Truman, yeah, for sure. And then for the final four spot, we got. FDR versus Truman. Um, Truman. Truman? Uh, you know, uh, 
Let me look at Truman for a second. I don't know if I missed something. I mean, the thing with Truman is... Like, at least Truman got to use his legs. That does not... That's not a... That was a hot take. Let's not use that. Yeah, Let's not use it. Okay. Um, so, FDR... It's difficult, but for me it's FDR just because of the importance of getting us through World War II and getting us to the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, both those events are pretty fucking important to the point where I would put them ahead of Truman personally. That's true to a point. I would, I would rebuttal slightly by saying that he was someone who did deserve credit for trying to restrain McCarthyism. And it actually did cost him his political career to a degree. Yes, um, I I believe that. I just, um... It's kind of a tough pick because they're not, like, one's not worse than the other, really. I mean, they're both not squeaky clean, but they're definitely not... They're not fucking... Like, they're not Jackson. But, um... You know, I guess, uh... I guess we can put Truman there. I don't have a problem yeah. with that, per se. I think the only reason why I say this is because... Roosevelt did have a chance. And he did do a lot. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Because technically, he extended his his term to a third term. Didn't he? Or did he have four terms? He had four terms, but he didn't yeah. serve all four terms. That's what I'm saying. I think by just fairness, I think because he had that much time, he could he did a lot more. So, that's my general viewpoint on it. Okay, so the final four we've got here. We've got Barack Obama. We've got... Versus JFK on one side. And on the other side, we've got George Washington versus Harry Truman. So, let's talk about Barack Obama versus JFK. Okay. Um, I don't know, what are you thinking on this one? That's a tough one. Because, what's weird about this is because JFK almost loses because of him being assassinated. It cut that short from us being able to see what he would have planned to do in Vietnam, and with civil rights, that I think Barack wins because, by Because JFK didn't have that time. Yeah, he didn't. Which seems unfair, them. but it is the truth, and we kind of have to work with that. So Barack wins on that side of the bracket. On the other side, George Washington versus uh, Harry Truman. Hmm. I'd almost say Truman because... Washington owned slaves. That's always one. But he did free his slaves when he died. He did. Um, he did. It's hard because Washington set, did set a lot of precedents uh, in his yeah. presidency. Um, I guess we could base this on, like, political importance, right? I mean, precedents versus president that was already part of those precedents. To me, I think Washington wins just because of the importance in the way that he set things up. I think that I think you have a point there because when you're thinking about the fact that he is the first president, right? He could have turned this into another monarchy. Exactly. And there is there is something to that, right? There was yeah. a lot of directions it could go, and he took it in a democratic angle, to a, to a degree. So then we've got the final matchup: George Washington versus Barack Obama. That's what we end up in. <laughs> this whole fucking bracket, we got Washington. The first president versus the last president. The last recent president that's not no longer serving. 
Um, well, because I'm fairly certain that this current president might become an emperor, and I really don't want that. Um, hopefully not. Um, so basically, okay, this is difficult. Um, do you have more to look back on? I still have stuff for mine. That's why I did a number of topics. Well, the thing with Obama is, I mean, we didn't really touch on, there was that whole thing with, uh, they dealt with with Fast and Furious or whatever, where you kind of covered a lot of that stuff up and didn't really like. Yeah, that would be something. So one of the one of the things that I was going to bring up, especially, was uh, the gun running or something like that plan, where the DEA basically planned on taking unmarked weaponry and selling it to cartels in order to track it, and then end up basically stinging those cartels for buying Ill- illegal weaponry. But then that shit backfired, and eventually what happened was those guns ended up in the hands of the cartels, which I think resulted in the death of American citizens. Probably. Yeah, and no, I think fairly certain it did, because they killed DEA agents with them, and a number of citizens were killed by that, which was a was a black eye. Um, like I said, I mean, I'm not even going to really touch on Obama's Medicare, Medicaid, Obamacare thing and the Affordable Care Act because that in of itself was so, it's so partisan still that it's impossible to work on. Yeah, you're not wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think it got a fair shake in my opinion Correct. because I think a lot of what happened was a white, a mostly white Republican Party reacting to a black president putting out what they deemed a socialist, which equaled communist le- like yes. legislation. Um, so at this point, and the major negative on Washington's side is obviously the slavery. I don't have to on slaves. Yeah. Let me see if I got something else on Washington, just to see. If it can't even the field. Um, let's see here. Um... So let's, well, let's look at something here. That well, we can a positive on, on Barack's side. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we, we shouldn't really ruffle over the fact that he was the first African-American president. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying... He was the first yeah. one of the presidents who was not white. Right. Which is not... It's, if you're looking at it, I'm going to look more at his policy decisions and his political than the race. Because the race is, is mostly... Well, the race doesn't make him a great president, no. but... The fact that he was such a good president and he wasn't white is a big deal because it hopefully will reverse some trends that, you know, we've seen through this list. Like, they're all white men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, our, our current attempt at a white or, I think, white dude, it might not even be a human being that's sitting in there in the White House. It might just be a really, really confused, like... What was your comment on George Washington? That was oh, like, um... There were some issues, so back then, I mean, you have the Jay's Treaty of 1794, where he kind of sold out to Britain, like, diplomatically against France. There he didn't want to send support to the new Republican forces. Uh, uh, And he did kind of show a lack of empathy, revolutionary principles, but I'd almost say that's not quite fair to, like, to throw against them because you're dealing with a country that just gotten through a war already. Yes. They weren't in any position to send a military that didn't have and funds that they really needed for their own shit over there. Correct. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. What's this your, one's shaping up interesting. All right, what's your vote on this? Because we're going to have to just go ahead and peel off the band-aid. 
I say, I don't know, I'm gonna say Obama just because if the impacts of his policy are most recent for me, I know how to feel it. Yeah, honestly, in my opinion, I think Obama as well. Um, and I mean, you could claim that we've got recency bias for decision, but I think if you like wait like a while and go back and look at like at least what his policy ideas were. A lot of them are coming from a very good spot, and I think a lot of them are going to have lasting impacts in the future. Well, so. and that's true, right, because to a degree, like I said, Washington is good as a precedent setter. But at the same time, right, I mean, being a precedent setter means that after a while, those precedents don't really matter, exactly, right, with another yeah. precedent set. So like I said, now is a good example of this, right? You have precedent setters from presidents prior to it. This president is setting negative precedents in certain cases, or in most cases. But, right, he's still setting a different precedent. So, so um, I would defend it based on that. Yeah. It's more, more recent memory, and I can I just can feel these changes more yeah. than what Washington did 170-plus years ago. Okay. So, ultimately, then, I guess our number one is Brock. And, yeah. uh, all right, cool. Um, so, basically, that's a, that's a podcast. That's right. It's We're a podcast. <laughs> we got another episode, dude. Marvel. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so next week, like I said, we're going to be joining you with some coverage on Watergate, Ooh. not the salad. We're talking about the hotel. That's Watercraft. Also talking about the crisis. So Watergate, coming at you next Watergate's week. Watergate's not a salad. It's Watercrest. There is, there is, no, there is literally, my mom makes salad. She calls it Watergate salad. I'm not shitting you. No, don't Google it. No, no, no. no I'm uh, gonna Google. We'll, we'll talk about this next week. We'll, we'll give you the answer in the next episode. Goddamn. Whether Watergate sad is a real thing or not, we'll we'll do, do, we'll do it live. That's our transition. We'll do it live. That's our transition. Is Watergate salad real? <laughs> is Watergate salad real? Find out next time on Hack History Politics. All right, peace out. your home troubled by strange noises? Do objects move about your domicile seemingly of their own volition? Do unseen talking rodentia leave unsightly teeth marks in your butter? Do large hairy anthropoids stalk your yard? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then don't wait another day. Listen to the Least Haunted Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Least Haunted Podcast, a place where skepticism, science, anthropology, and humor meet to discuss all things haunting, spooky, supernatural, and sometimes just the plain stupid. Join me, your host, Cody Franks, and your co-host, Garth Von Annen, that's me, as we journey all around the realms of the paranormal sciences to look with a critical and skeptical eye at various and sundry topics such as... Witches. Talking mongooses. The Yeti. Superstitions surrounding the Black Death. The Great Clowning of 2016. And a psychic Cold War for the very soul of England. And that's just in the first several episodes. So join us every other week for a fun and hopefully entertaining informative dive into all manner of spooky and strange occurrences, people, places, and things. The Least Haunted Podcast. Because the only thing that's haunted is you. Haunted is a relative term. Scientific knowledge does not acknowledge the existence of ghosts, haunts, spooks, specters, and general phantasma. The producers of Least Haunted are not responsible for any crisis of faith, a demonic possession, spontaneous development of supliferous nipples, or unintelligible writing that bleeds through the plaster of your walls that might develop as a result of listening to this podcast. Offer void in parallel dimensions, alternate realities, and timelines in which you are your own mother, father, grandfather, grandmother, child, niece, nephew, and or any combination of paradoxical, unbranching genealogies thereof. First go. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Woo. Damn. Thank you.